I'm Dr. Future, your host. I invite you to join me as together we experience a future quake. quake, quake, quake. Welcome to the Future Quake Show. I am Dr. Future. And I am Dr. Future Compliment. Is this like some kind of angle kind of it's kind relationship? Of like, well, it's kind of like, uh, you know, when you have, uh, if Future Quake is A union B. Yeah. Um, this is geometry lesson. Kind of, well, it's probability. You know, that's a little early to start the beginning of a week. What, Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Future Quake. <laughs> this is a show, it's actually a Christian talk radio show. And and we we often say you'll hear things that you don't hear on the other Christian radio stations, and I would say our intro definitely was true. <laughs> you get very little geometry lessons on other Christian. Well, it's talk. not. It's Bayesian probability. It's not geometry. Yeah. I don't remember the last time Back to the Bible talked about no about that. I guess it would be technically, technically, if you would say since both of us gather together, that would have to be uh, B intersection or A intersection B, assuming yeah. that. Doctor Futures A. Are you Tom studying Bionic this? B. Are you studying this in your studies right yes, now? Is that I what am. you're doing? Yeah. Okay, so you're bringing us in on the inside of what's going on in your brain right now. Kinda. I can't turn it off actually. Okay. Well, can I'm I freaked uh, out. at least say something of general interest to the rest of our listening audience? Since we've started a new week in Future Quake <laughs> this week, I uh, just got back uh, just late last night in the wee hours of last night from the Ancient of Days Conference 2009 that I just spoke at. Mm -hmm. And uh, we had a fantastic guest that we had lined up for today. Mm -hmm. In fact, it was sort of racing to get prepared to have this great new guest who I think will be a good repeat visitor to our show. Mm. Uh, and everything was ready to go. And he had an emergency, a family mm -hmm. emergency. Uh, and uh, if you don't mind, I feel so led to pray for Absolutely. him. Absolutely. If you don't mind, I was hoping you do that. Ladies and gentlemen, this is a, someone who is a kindred spirit to those of us uh, and all of our regular Futurians listening out there. And uh, I'd like for you to uh, keep this gentleman in your prayers. He's he's someone who's uh, um, he has some family going through some tough times, and that's really all you need to know. Other than he's a kindred spirit. So if you just pray with me, all of everyone listening in our audience. Heavenly Father, I just pray for our brother who. Uh, is is striving for the faith and to understand these mysteries of what you're doing in these days, just like we are here, and someone who has invested much of himself in doing this. And and while we were so looking forward to an opportunity tonight to explore some of his research and what he's uncovered in God's Word and what's going on today, we recognize that there's a, a challenge within his family in the midst that uh, he's going to have to deal with, Lord, and uh, he is uh, seeking your help in dealing with it. And, Lord, I just... Um, Ask that you would provide him the power and strength and comfort and peace that's required for both he and his family in getting through these matters, Lord, that they can get them behind him. And, uh, Lord, we just lift him up, all of our listeners here, uh, and we just pray that you could uh, get this behind him and fully restore him and let him get back to focusing on the ministry that you gave him to do. Uh, but in the meantime, when he takes care of more important matters internally, Lord, we just pray that we'd, we'd see your hand at work and that you would give him the peace that passes all understanding. We thank you for his diligent effort, and Lord, we thank you that you're the great physician and healer. And we ask it all in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right. Thank all you right, for man. that. Yeah. So, given that that just happened this afternoon, yeah. uh, it's one of those occasions that happens every once in a while here mm -hmm. where we get thrown a little curveball at the last minute like before recording. A, lot these days. a little bit more this yeah. summer, yeah. and what's made it a little harder is that uh, Dr. Future's uh, regular. Rendering unto Caesar what Caesar's workload 
has uh, kept him a little busy too, which yep. exacerbates it. And plus this trip, this was a quite intense trip. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we thought in the last minute, I, I wanted to have a show or a portion of a show talking about our experiences at the Ancient of Days conference. Well, if for nothing else, you can tell me about it because I still don't know what happened. Well, we're going to find out, yeah, because it just got in the wee hours last night. Yeah. Uh, one thing we were going to do is to have my two compatriots uh, that joined me to uh, actually call in and talk to in the last second. Uh, Pastor Chris, uh, who uh, actually joined me at, to the meeting in Montreal last year mm-hmm. for the Triple IHS, uh, he, uh, uh, we, we were hoping to maybe get him on and even Brother Ray, another member of our church who mm-hmm. joined us out there. So we had a, a triumvirate of us. Mm-hmm. But it turns out it just so happens that it's not a good time mm-hmm. for them. They're not available. So it looks like we're going to go solo okay. today. So I'm, I have to apologize for our listeners that they're going to have to listen to us for a few days. I hope they're uh, – I hope they're – They've pulled over because we're going to put them to sleep. As we relate. No, 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 no. This, what we're going to talk about is something that I am very excited about, and it is something that is just so similar in atmosphere and feeling to what Future Quake's about hmm. and some kindred spirits uh, in the Lord uh, that are doing this. So that's enough for, for our beginnings. If you want to... Yeah, well, I guess folks... Ask that, me some questions. You can leave me along, and I can sort of... Yeah, there you go. Relate. Well, I was going to say, I guess, folks, uh, the scary, the truly scary thing on all of this is that I get to play uh, host, and you get to play interviewee, so... And you know, you did that a year ago, and you did a fantastic job. Well, thank you. Mm-hmm. Well, hopefully I can I can kind of do a repeat thing here. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Well, with all that in mind, let's kind of get on to it. Uh, well, so we've, we've mentioned this thing, and we've had on a lot of different guests here uh, at this... At this conference, what exactly is the Ancient of Days? The Ancient of Days conference? Uh, well, uh, the Ancient of Days conference has gone on, I think, since 2003 out at Roswell, New Mexico. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's usually held synonymous with the UFO festival in Roswell mm-hmm. that draws up to 50,000 people uh, to the little town of Roswell, New wow. Mexico. 50, where 50,000? Right. Wow. Uh, the Fourth of July weekend was the time... In 1947, when it was reported by the Air Force and through the newspapers there that a disc, like a UFO disc, had crashed, Hmm. and they had uh, retrieved bodies out of it. And then within a day or two after that, they retracted the story. They concocted another replacement story. And to date, that's probably still the most famous UFO-related story of all. And that's why that is the mecca or woodstock of the whole UFO field. And that's why people come from around the world. It is a huge event that goes on throughout the city, meeting. Mm-hmm. Uh, the overwhelming majority of the people that come are people that are into the New Age-type religion that has evolved out of the UFO culture. I see. And, and some of our mainstream listeners out here who maybe listen to other parts of this radio station or the Christian radio, uh, when you see things like this, you think, boy, those people are just really nuts and crazy or some marginal group. Well, I'm telling you, that is a major, major portion of the population. In fact, some statistics were shown at this conference that still shows that over half of the American public believes that extraterrestrials are real. Over half? Over half. Wow. So um, it's very relevant. And these, the people who come are the ones who are the most devoted because it's quite an expense to come out to Roswell and travel and hotel and everything It's almost like a little bit like a trade show. So they're most devoted in a little bit, yeah, yeah because they have, they have a... Um, they have like almost like a flea market where people have stuff and they exchange and barter. They have an enormous parade, an enormous ET-related parade. And, wow. of course, the UFO Museum, 
the one main museum around the world is right there in Roswell. So a lot of events were happening there, but they have a major auditorium mm-hmm. uh, that seats thousands of people that, that host these speakers. And mm-hmm. it is really their Woodstock of all the UFO meetings around the country. But, I mean, there are hundreds of thousands of people just in the U.S., that are pretty seriously interested in this. And that's mm-hmm. why you see on the cable channels, uh, you see all of this emphasis on UFOs on TV, and it's because it's popular and mm-hmm. it gets good ratings. Mm-hmm. And that's why shows like Coast to Coast Radio mm-hmm. uh, get such you know big ratings. I mean, this is the second biggest show after Rush Limbaugh mm-hmm. with something like 10 million listeners every night. Uh, so, anyway, The Ancient of Days is a... Christian conference that looks at Christian answers to explain what's going on with this phenomena. And uh, they, they also announced it this year as the first Christian symposium on aliens. So what they did was they focused, uh, well, I'll talk about it a little bit more, but it, it's a little bit more focused this year mm-hmm. in 2009, but it has a long legacy. Okay. So it's almost, you might say it's almost a conference within a conference, maybe? That's right. Well, yeah. within the city. Yeah. There's, there's conferences going on everywhere with lots of people. Oh, I see. At this conference, it's all focused on Christian speakers and authors, many of which who have been on our show. Mm-hmm. Uh, and these are experts that study different aspects related to this topic mm-hmm. from a biblical worldview. Mm-hmm. Cool, cool. Well, now, you've been to this thing before, as I recall, right? Yes. I've even seen the video. I've even seen the video where your back, the back of your head is in the You've audience. You've seen the wall. back of my head in yeah. there, yeah. yeah my big head. Yeah, that was in 2005. Yeah. I went to Ancient of Days 2005, and I have to say it was a really a life-changing experience. Uh, Future Quake had just started about three months prior to that. So it was a brand-new experience back when we were at WRFN. Mm-hmm. Uh, got a couple shirts printed up. With Future uh-huh. Quake on it, which actually the same shirts we wore for this meeting. Um, and I had my good friend Richard with me and another older gentleman, spiritual mentor, a very close friend of mine, mm-hmm. who agreed to go along with me. Uh, and that was one of these surreal experiences like you'll never forget. It just had an imprint. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and the, the cast that spoke there. Now, now for people who are regular future, Futurians that listen to our show, it kind of that listen to them, hat, but, it will. Yeah. It will. It was just an all-star group. Yeah. I mean, on one stage you had speaking David Flynn, you had uh, William Schnoblin, Norm Franz, um, uh, Mike Heiser. Uh, let's see who else spoke? Guy Malone, uh, Joe Jordan. Uh, you had uh, Stan Dale. Yeah, oh, Patrick Heron, the uh, the Irishman. Mm-hmm. These are all people who've made a stop on our show. Yeah, well, and that's kind of like the all-star. If it you was will. an all-star yeah. group. I, I was so afraid a meteor was going to come hit the place, you know, and wipe out <laughs> all of this research. And uh, uh, I, one, one gentleman I'll always remember. Now, the, the, the people in the audience were very serious researchers in this field, were very mm-hmm. serious about the topic. But there was one gentleman sitting in front of me that was a very curious character. His name was Grambo the Prophet. And oh. older man, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, Grambo the Prophet. I'll never forget uh, when Mike Heiser was speaking and showing his doctoral research, and his comments were, Lies! It's all lies! from the audience. <laughs> so that wasn't typical. Whoa. That wasn't typical yeah. for the audience, but he was something special. So uh, he started telling me after one of the sessions part of his theology, and it was really sort of strange. Yeah. And I was responding with to him in a sort of a half half sympathetic but a little bit more tongue-in-cheek manner mm-hmm. and somebody who jumped in there with me i looked up and i thought he looked familiar it turned out it was peter Goodgame. wow peter Goodgame was in the audience really? and that's how we met each other 
Uh, I had seen his website numerous times, just but in distant memory, like back in the mid-90s. Yeah. And um, somehow we got to talking, and I had we were talking about the Antichrist, and I'd mentioned some of my suspicions that I thought it might be Nimrod returning. Mm-hmm. And that was the same researcher that led him, although he had a much more rigorous research in the area. Yeah. So we, we one thing led to another, and that's what really started a really good relationship and friendship mm-hmm. uh, with him. But... Um, the information was just so mind-blowing. A few of these guys, I had just started to see a little bit on the Internet about what they talked about. But when, when David Flynn came up and started showing this hard and fast evidence that the tools of Freemasonry were not just tools of construction, but they were tools of navigation. They were map tools. Yeah. And he started showing this methodology that you could actually look at measurements from the, the old prime meridian and the equator, and actually measure what time in world history world events happen in different places. And that was before he had rent, probably written uh, Temple uh, at the Center yeah, of Time. That, yeah, and, and, and I think he built upon that. But but mm-hmm. this original core presentation was so far out in left field, it was amazing. And then it was the first time I was exposed to William Schnoblin, uh, who we've been trying to get on the show. And by the yeah. way, I uh, found out some other people have had some difficulty getting him on, so I don't okay. know if he's got... Some some health issues or things because yeah. uh, his health was not very good when he came there. Yeah. But uh, if you all are not familiar with him, he's a gentleman who uh, says at one time he had been a practicing Satanist, a Wiccan, mm-hmm. a Druid, a Freemason, uh, uh, a Mormon. Catholic priest, and a Mormon yeah. priest. Um, he'd sort of just ping pong ball row from one to the other. Yeah. Uh, got really really deep in in sort of demonic kind of stuff, and was delivered, was saved, and wrote a book that. That I know you've read and, mm-hmm. and and I've gone through called Blood on the Doorpost yes. about uh, spiritual deliverance ministry. It's a pretty uh, um, head scratching book to say the least. Well, you know, he starts talking and I thought I'd heard everything at the conference till he began, uh. <laughs> and then he was talking about H.P. Lovecraft and how H.P. Lovecraft may have really known what was going on in the demonic yeah. world, and then he mentioned about Jack Parsons mm-hmm. and about his work and doing this Babylon working to open a spiritual portal up. And that got me down that path of researching the guy afterwards, which opened up a whole new vein of research for me that I had nothing, knew nothing about. Mm -hmm. But uh, with all the speakers there, uh, all of them were were just completely uh, breakthrough research uh, writers, but they were out of the mainstream of Christian. I mean, they wouldn't be allowed in other Christian writing. You know, to me, their their work was very much uh, within the bounds of Scripture. They Mm -hmm. were justified by Scripture. But they looked for information and verses that everybody else tended to ignore and put together, you know, an overall structure. Mike Heiser's work on the Divine Council and looking at the Heavenly Host and the Benign Elohim mm-hmm. as really explaining the events going on on the ground of the Bible was really, I found, the skeleton and the glue that held all of these other research yeah, together about the yeah. Nephilim, the Genesis giants, the potential that they may be back doing their own tricks again here right before the Lord's return again. Mm-hmm. Um, but the thing that amazed me the most, a couple things. One was was that these guys all seemed to support each other. They kept their focus on ministry and serving the Lord, and they would help each other out with their strengths and research. It's interesting because I remember uh, I remember watching a video of that 2005 thing, and mm-hmm. Norm France saying, he says, now I have some really different ideas than the rest of the guests about end times things. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in the interest of harmony, I just don't want to go there. So I'm going to focus on this other thing. I thought, really? I thought, oh, that's very, Isn't that that's, interesting? that's very big of him. Yeah. Well, but you know, when they were doing the research, they often would use the ancient text background of Mike Heiser. They mm-hmm. would use some of the uh, uh, knowledge of 
number systems and crypto whatever mm -hmm. David Flynn mm -hmm. all these guys would get together and use each other's information mm -hmm. and in fact it was so neat because they start these ancient of days conferences it, if you if any Christian conference you've ever been to and including in our audience it is so different mm -hmm. I mean they, they bring out a guy with a shofar in fact Joe Jord was out blowing yeah. the shofar mm -hmm. uh, uh, he and a couple other pastors were talking about how they had, had had deliverance for people who have had reported abduction experiences. Yeah. By yeah. Uh, pleading Jesus' name and the power of Jesus to overcome this, which which shows it's a demonic manifestation. And there were people like some Wiccans and some other New Agers that came and sort of attacked him, and they was just going back and forth, back and forth. But uh, there were some families that were restored that had been alienated. Excuse the pun from each other. <laughs> they were restored, at the, and I was part of that. I was part yeah. of that process. Wow. There were salvations that occurred at the conference. Really? Uh, there were a whole host of things where the Holy Spirit, I felt like, gave his endorsement to the activities of what was going on. Mm -hmm. And I left a different person. Uh, it really opened my mind that the body of Christ, particularly out in, you call it either the fringe or the frontier, mm -hmm. were doing things much more than what we were hearing in the mainstream Christian media. Mm -hmm. uh, and that sometimes the, the the most the best battles, the most interesting ones, were away from the main battlefront, but often these areas where these gentlemen were working, mm -hmm. and so they they became very endearing to me. And since that time, we've had most of these gentlemen one time or another on our show, and each of them have most of them have been some of our most popular shows we've had. Uh, yeah, that's true. That mm -hmm. is, all of that is true. You know the the show we had with Joe Jordan, talking about. How people can find deliverance, and how the fact yeah, that, that something—a yeah. lot of people I know who listen to the show—were right. really encouraged by that. And uh, somewhere between, we've reported this data many times, but according to Gallup polls, mm -hmm. between one and three percent of the American public—this is in two separate polls—it's been validated by Harvard University. One to three percent of the American population says they have been subject to their own abduction event, alien abduction. Wait, one in three? One in no. One to three percent. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. One to three percent. Yeah, that's still, now, there that's was still a, a huge number. There was this additional data set that was presented at this conference. It said one out of forty, which is two and a half percent, but it's right in that same yeah. band. P people cannot imagine that. That you know, if you're in a church of of you know, let's say six hundred people, that means that you've got at least a couple people that mm -hmm. have had, had actually it. more than that. You'd probably have like twelve to eighteen people. Wow. <laughs> that's really something. Now, it's probably skewed to some parts of the country or certain mm -hmm. areas, but but on average, there are a number of people who claim that they've had to have stepped forward. Now, who knows how many more are afraid to say anything because they have been, mm -hmm. you know, afraid they're going to be looked at as a kook mm -hmm. or not. But it but it helps reinforce the need for for Christians to say, even though this is bizarre, it's something I'd really rather not get into. But there are people in need and hurting that we need to address. Mm -hmm. It's a mission field. A very That's strange right. mission field, but it is a mission but field. But the fields are wide into harvest. Yeah, well, mm -hmm. there you go. Um, so we've alluded to this We've alluded to this next question here a little bit, um, but I'd like to get, I don't know, the, the definitive answer, if you will. Mm -hmm. uh, so what is the role that the Ancient of Days plays, and what is its mission specifically? Okay. I know, I, I know I've... Sort of talked about this. Yeah, we've talked we've talked about all around but it, but I just want to get right down on it. I think the way I would phrase it is that there is a huge portion of our population that has some degree of fascination about this UFO topic. Mm -hmm. Okay, and as I've mentioned before, the television, movies, all these things respond to that because there is such an interest that uh, that's why there's so many TV shows and movies because. They're popular, 
And the church is the only institution that just won't touch it with a 10-foot pole. They don't want to talk about it. Mm-hmm. People feel like they're going to be a kook if they bring it up at church. So everybody else has an interest. And so shows like Coast to Coast, which are on overnight, has all of these millions of people every night talking about these topics. Many of them are Christians. And if it were not, things like the Ancient of Days Conference and then some Internet radio shows like ours and, say, some of the others on the uh, Revelations Radio Network, mm-hmm. for example, mm-hmm. these topics would not get talked about. Mm-hmm. But if you sit at your church and you're just off with someone one-on-one and you start talking about some of these topics, you'll see people's eyes light up because they have a fascination, but they'll, they'll whisper it because they're afraid other people at church will hear it and they'll think they're crazy. You know, that's very... Which, heaven forbid, that's, that's a shame. Yeah. Any topic would be like that. In well, uh, you know, it's interesting you mention that because one of the things that I've mentioned, uh, I think, on the show several times is that I know I've mentioned it to you in private, is that when you get somebody alone and talk to them about spiritual things or mm-hmm. uh, anything mystical, 100% of the time they've had some sort of a mystical experience that they can't explain that they view mm-hmm. as something totally mystical. Right. You know, uh, and, and but they never talk to it about, you know, with other people because it's always viewed as goofy. Right, yeah. right. And even if the person doesn't quite understand what they've experienced, mm-hmm. I mean, heaven forbid you can't go to your Christian brothers and sisters and just say, hey, you know me, here's what happened, I can't figure out what it is, mm-hmm. what what thoughts do you have? Yeah. If we're ever in such a suffocating environment, we can't do that. And the other problem is that many people have been terrified by an event they've had. They really need counseling. They need somebody mm-hmm. to go to. And if it wasn't for ministries like... Uh, the one set up, what was it called? Uh, uh, CE4, yeah, yeah, CE4 Ministries, mm-hmm. uh, with Joe Jordan and some other pastors. They would have nowhere else to go. Yeah. Because pastors would just tell them they're, they're going to the funny farm. Well, I know, I know that I've seen something similar to that happen firsthand. Somebody came to a church mm-hmm. that I was at, and, uh, this guy said, you know, I've had this stuff happening, and the yeah. pastor said, there's the door. Mm-hmm. Uh, pretty much, pretty much just like yeah. that. It's Including really one of our best listeners, that happened to. He brought up oh, some of these right. topics. I had, I had thought about. And that. one of our one of our closest Futurian friends here mm-hmm. had something like that, and he he really wa- he wanted to be baptized, and he, he he really wanted to go in Christ at this church, mm-hmm. and they said get out of here. Yeah. Or you know laughed at him and stuff mm-hmm. like that, and heaven forbid. So at least there's a few people out there that see that these fields are are white. They're pioneers. Uh, in going out and reaching this community, like Daniel Boone with the, except with mm-hmm. the Bible. Yeah, they're really not shooting people <laughs> or scalping them or anything. <laughs> I hope not. Yeah, that's tough for the outreach. That's thing. that's right. Um, so this was a big, as you as you've said here and and sort of made really clear, this was a really big life changing event. Um, and I know that, you know, I know that you were have attended, uh, you know, wanted to attend. How did you get involved? With this, I mean, that must have been a, a, okay. a big thing. Well, you know, I was a nobody when I went there. They didn't know who oh, I was. Come on. Well, like they kicked me around or anything, but <laughs> I was sort of in the way. You know, I was a, just as an attendee and trying to lean my ear in and listen to what was going on mm-hmm. and things. But um, since that time, you know, sometimes if you just hang on, it's like uh, uh, Woody, Woody Allen said, you know, half of winning in life is just showing up. Mm. And so the, the longevity of the Future Quake show and the fact that through thick and thin, consistently, week in, week out, we, we cover topics like these. It's pretty much the only thing Tom Blyonica's got going We've had on. one of the longest track records, uh, 
uh, continuously staying on the air. Since that time, we've had a number of these people on the show. And just for example, the show with uh, Joe Jordan that we mm-hmm. had, not only did we get overwhelming response, but he did. And he said of oh, all of the, I don't know, hundreds of interviews he's done, that that is the one that he will give to people, the one we did here. Well, praise the Lord. They praise the Lord. And that's right. And so I think slowly we have developed a reputation, at least of trying to be helpful and trying to help these ministries and trying to be part of it. Uh, and I think it was last summer we we had Guy Malone on. She mm-hmm. had his testimony. It was a great show. It was. Okay. And it talked about, he, he, he was a role model of how to take some unique things about yourself, find a way that you can serve the Lord uniquely, mm-hmm. even though you get no endorsement from anybody else in the church, no institutional support, nothing. If you're creative, if you use your personality, and if you really have compassion for people and a ton of patience, you can serve people. Mm-hmm. And so when he uh, uh, when he came on our show, we, sh- we shared this information, had a great, great show. It was sometime after that he contacted me, and I guess probably from getting ready for the show or whatever, he happened to go to our website and saw the presentation that I gave to the uh, in Montreal to yeah. the International Institute of Integral Human Sciences mm-hmm. about the future collision of heaven and earth and about mm-hmm. um, uh, entity or, or non-human contacts with human beings and how mm-hmm. it affected world history and what were some of the, the uh, comments from the Bible about that. Mm-hmm. And when he saw that and he started planning this Ancient of Days 2009, he thought that was a great thing because it was related to this whole issue of UFOs and if there's intelligent life. Is it spiritual in nature? Is it corporal and physical? Uh, and I, I think he thought that was a good primer uh, mm-hmm. to sort of add to the whole story about what was going on. So I was shocked to find out that he invited me to, to come speak yeah, at the huge conference. Honor. Huge honor. Well, particularly because it was so important to me, this meeting. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, Its reach is far more than the number of people who come to the conference. The DVDs that he makes go all over the the world, and there's tons of them, and they're very, very influential. Um, I, I think it goes all the way back to 2003 when, when these conferences have gone on. They've had people like, uh, oh, what's his name, uh, Richard Hoagland, who's probably the top guest yeah. on Coast to Coast, yeah. dropped in in 2004 out of the blue and wanted to meet David Flynn. And he, you know, he's not a Christian in his background, mm-hmm. has this enormous following. But when he heard what was talked and going on, he immediately developed a respect for the Christian researchers like David Flynn and started having him come along. Uh, and at least we had a Christian brother who was there to possibly be some salt and light mm-hmm. to a large community of people that were getting more into the New Age view of things. Mm-hmm. So... Um, that was sort of what led to things. And I know we're at the end of the show. And, oh, jeez. Uh, I think we probably need to bring in Merv. Yeah. What do you say? Um, we're going to pick up uh, the rest of it later. But, Merv, why don't you come in and tell our listeners how they can contact us at FutureQuake. FutureQuake radio broadcasts are archived at www.futurequake.com, suitable for downloading or streaming, as well as other show information. Email Dr. Future and Tom Bionic at drfuture at futurequake.com. That's D-R-F-U-T-U-R-E at futurequake.com. Tell us your name, city, and radio station or Internet, and if we can use your name on air. Comments on the show's topics or guests or suggestions for future show topics or guests are most welcome. Dr. Future and Tom will discuss selected emails each week during the radio broadcast. 
Okay, I think that's it. All right, man, let's get out of here. Can we resume it tomorrow? I think so. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for your patience with this. I hope you find this interesting debrief on this conference we just returned from. But until then, we hope your future is always bright. Have a good day. Join us next time as we dare to experience another aftershock of a future quake. quake, quake, quake. Welcome to the Tuesday edition of the Future Quake Show. I am Dr. Future. And I am Tom Joint Density of Y. Dr. Future being X. Why do you do this to everybody? Um, People have not a clue what what you're talking about. And I'm telling you the truth, I'm not even sure that I have a clue talking about it. Yeah, somebody told me the other day to tell Tom he should be, Tom, why do I really need a middle name, Bionic? Really? Yes. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Future Quake Show. <laughs> why? I don't know why he takes us in these areas. He's getting worse in time, and I don't know what's happened over the last year and a half or so. But it's wonderful to be with you. This is the second day uh, of our week in Future Quake. Normally, we will continue with a regular guest uh, that we invite. Our guest had a last-minute emergency, which well, has happened no, no, from no, time to minute. time. Technically, we are still continuing. With the guest. We are, but the scheduled guest is not mm-hmm. here. We've got you're, a stuck, you're stuck with me mm-hmm. because I just returned from the Ancient of Days Christian Symposium on Aliens mm-hmm. in Roswell, New Mexico, and that's what we were talking about yesterday. So all of our new listeners today know what we're talking about, mm-hmm. and uh, we're in the middle of that discussion, so we're having just a few yeah. days to talk about the experience, do a little debrief on... Uh, what happened out at Roswell, New Mexico. Mm-hmm. It was something we've been building up to for a while. We've had a lot of the speakers on the show the last few weeks. Yeah. And so I just want to encourage our, if, if you missed yesterday and you're listening on the radio, go to futurequake.com. This show will be archived up there. You can listen to all of it. If it's you almost anything, been kind of an alien summer. For, it has for been somewhat of an alien summer, mm-hmm. in, including our guest as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, this this was the culmination of it. A lot of the guests we've had were to, to really sort of build up to the zenith or the pinnacle with the Ancient of Days conference. Or the pyramid, apex. Or the Yeah, we don't want to talk about pyramids. Oh, really? Yeah. That's right, yeah. Don't go with that. Patty Heron there. wasn't there, was he? No, he was not no, there. So uh, He was at the 2005 one and talked mm-hmm. about the, the uh, pir- uh, see the, what was it, Nephilim and the Pyramid of the Apocalypse. Yeah. One of my favorite books. You know, you don't see that in a lot of doctor's offices no, when you're waiting to go like to the, the dentist. No, you just see, like, popping up in LifeWays. Right. You know, your best life, next to your best life now. Book of the Month Club. Yeah. You, know, you don't see the Nephilim and the Pyramid of the Apocalypse. Yeah, yeah. But, um... You should. Yeah, I know you should. You should. So, anyway, when, when last we ended, we ended yesterday uh, with you asking me about how I got invited to speak at this mm-hmm. conference, and so I rattled on about my experience at the original one, and... Mm-hmm. Um, now's the opportunity to participate in it. So I think yeah. that's where we left things off yesterday. So they didn't give you a, like a pom-pom or anything, and they didn't make you a cheerleader. They actually wanted you to give a real real speech. I had to it. earn my keep this time. <laughs> oh, okay. And, in fact, let me just say that um, Guy Malone, you see, this is, this is why it's contrast so different mm-hmm. from other Christian ministries out there. Mm-hmm. Like, I'll just contrast. When I went to the National Religious Broadcasters Convention earlier this year, you saw enormous money spent. Yeah. Enormous money. Kind of you, appalling, isn't you it? You had trays going up to the suites of these ministries, like with these silver trays with all these big, you know, shrimp on ice and all these fancy stuff. I mean, there was serious money being spent. And you know where that money came from? It came from 
people on fixed pensions. Yeah. You know, widows that were writing their checks for these ministries. Meanwhile, and I'm not talking about like the, the far out televangelist. I'm talking about your quote mainstream media. And everything, everything that they talked about when I was there, these these little conference meetings and stuff at the NRB, was was all corporate strategy stuff. Yeah. Business techniques on how to maximize your returns, fundraising, how to get the most money out of people. Mm -hmm. I mean, they actually taught how to wring out the most money out of it and how to spend lots of money with specialized corporate firms to come raise more money out of people. And it was just that whole thing about all corporate techniques and things like that. And the Ancient of Days is the exact opposite. You have the guy running it, running it out of his pocket, living hand yeah, to mouth. I know. Putting it together. I Everyone know. who came came on their own dime. They came, paid their own expenses to come. Nobody was really pushing anything while they were there. They were there to minister to people. I know. I've got a, uh, as an aside, you know, what you say is one of my pet peeves, so I'll, I'll rant and rave here for 30 seconds, okay. and I'll apologize just in advance to our listeners. I have a friend of mine who is uh, writing a book and collecting cans. She found out about the Minga tribe. Which what, wait a second, writing a book on collecting cans? Writing a book and collecting cans to raise, like aluminum cans, to raise funds to, to do this ministry so, thing. Is it to publish the book? Uh, no, the money? it's, it's well, well, we'll get to what the money's for. I was, I was confused. Okay. Yeah, the the book publishing, yeah, I'm just, it, I'm fired up about it. Right. I know this is your interview. Fire but, away, it's yeah. okay. Um, she's writing this book about this Minga tribe in Africa who lives way out in the middle of nowhere. And uh, what they do is if, if the kids has rotten teeth mm -hmm. or uh, a whole host of other normal things for living right. in the middle of nowhere, uh, the kid is deemed demonic and they kill him. Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, she figured out uh, after this initial expense, which she helped to get together and pay for, they could make this orphanage just off the land there. And mm -hmm. the Minga tribe wouldn't wouldn't bother these orphans that uh, it takes five dollars in total mm -hmm. to to rescue these kids. Right. And she's she didn't have any money. So she's going out and like collecting aluminum cans and writing this book along with the other group of friends who have, you mm -hmm. know, photos and illustrations and stuff right. about the whole thing to, you know, to save these kids out in Africa. Meanwhile, you have uh, people who spend a million five on a door. Right. You know. Right. It makes. You're talking about a real church around here. Oh, man. Yeah. 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 Don't get me started. We better. We better get well, back to the interview before right. I. But I just want to set straight to people, let them understand why, for, for all their quirks, like we have our own quirks, why, why these people are so dear to me, is because they came in with no agendas other than to minister to people. Mm -hmm. To help rescue the perishing, uh, no no money angle, nothing. I I can guarantee you, the best I know, none of these people have million dollar homes. Mm -hmm. You know, big gated communities. Mm -hmm. These people are living, you know, getting by, focused on ministry. Yeah. And isn't that what the church was about? Well, that's the whole. That's the whole point. You know, I mean, Acts. There's a. It's funny we're we're having this discussion because I just had it last night with somebody. Mm -hmm. You know, there's there's. Proverbs says you got to work hard and save your money and all that stuff, and all that's true. Mm -hmm. uh, but there seems to be sort of a uh, uh, a polite tension, if you will, between that and the Acts Church, where these people were just going out and ministering. And right. Paul, who could have probably, who left a very wealthy estate, likely, you know, almost mm -hmm. certainly, being right. a Sanhedrin, was out there making, you know, purple tents right. in in yeah. Troas and. Mm -hmm. and uh, pamphlet on, on other places like that. Pretty much, as far as I know, anything he had, he carried on his back. Yeah. You know, from one city to the mm -hmm. next and things like that. Sound like a good description of these folk. 
Yeah, that was that. Yeah. Well, anyway, I'm sorry that I I ate up like half our time or no, something. No, that's like that. okay. I just wanna, that, no. that's one of my pet peeves. No, there's a, there's to me a lot that relates to this mm-hmm. experience and why I think this conference is so okay. important. Okay. Well, with all of that, all of that in your background, uh, you know, I realized that uh, it might have been it was probably tough to like say no to the silver trade hors d'oeuvres and all that stuff mm-hmm. while you were there, but. Um, what I, I guess what I really want to know is how did you prepare for this whole thing? Okay. All right. Well, there's some interesting things to, to say for that. Yeah. Um, one thing that helped as far as with the crazy schedule that I've been leading lately is that they wanted me to, to basically give the talk that I gave last year in Montreal, okay, mm-hmm. uh, which was good. But what I did do is I did update it a little bit with some things I found recently. Like for example, I put in a couple of slides because they really related to the history of our humanity's communication with other worldly entities. Uh, I put in the slide on the whole DMT study mm. and how, because there was a whole slide talking about UFO entity contacts and, and and talked about how DMT had been used as a vehicle to contact these entities, not in a physical realm, but just purely in some kind of interdimensional realm of I'll some bet you type. That was- I'll bet you that was some pretty original research. Got lots of attention from people. The other slide I put in um, was about the Sophia Project Mm -hmm. and how now here's a, quote, mainstream project, major university. Well, both of these were done by major universities. The DMT study with Dr. Strassen was done at the University of New Mexico. Mm -hmm. The Sophia Project is now underway at the University of Arizona, which is purposely contacting entities and using spirit mediums and channelers and in a clinical environment studying the messages as it come out from the other side. Wow. So they're opening a portal under what they think are controlled conditions, mm-hmm. which I begin to wonder after we've had data that, that we've gotten recently from some people that supposedly came from the, inside the government from some Christian people yeah, that they were trying to they're making these, well, they're making these contact with entities using having resorted to ritual techniques like Crowley did, and they thought they could control these powers for their own mm-hmm. military purposes, and now they're controlling them. So I don't know anything about that other than that is consistent with Scripture. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, back to the preparation. One of the key things, and I think I want to unroll this uh, to our audience, one of the key things we did to, to really mark a landmark of the Ancient of Days 2009 was this event was the inauguration of the future mobile. Oh, I wondered if this was going to come the up. The future mobile. It is cool. It is cool. Yeah. The future mobile is uh, a brand new uh, Chevy HHR uh, panel, like mm-hmm. a panel van, mm-hmm. shrunk down, retro looking, looks like a street rod. Mm-hmm. And we now have graphics on it, very bold graphics on the side with big future quake letters with our little seismograph uh, logo behind them, with our big cracking, like, con- you know, stone like future quake letters. And um, and then two huge murals on the side of the of the vehicle. And I think you can vouch for me. This is a pretty cool looking car. Isn't it? it is the most unique thing that I've ever seen. Uh, Ooh, that's I, cool. I call it prophecy on wheels <laughs> because we're prophesying and telling the word on four wheels going down the road. Mm-hmm. Uh, one side has a picture, and I'll just describe it because we'll put some of these pictures up on the website. Mm-hmm. It has a picture of yours truly, Doctor Future. With a Bible over my my head, with this big glow around it, and a big ray zapping out of the Bible, and you're right there next to me, and we're labeled underneath it with the shield of faith, with the fiery darts in it, and the helmet of salvation, mm-hmm. and we even have Pyro helping us. He's there, got a and, little cape on. Uh huh. And Merv, it. Merv is there off in the distant cloud, sort of ghostly overlooking it. And we've got our big radio tower sending out the signal, and there's even a a, a 
a uh, uh, castle with the Futurians labeled. For all of our listeners of Futurians, which are backing us up, you can see these knights running out of the castle to back up Dr. Future and Tom Bionic with a big flag that has truth written on it. Mm-hmm. And then there's a big chasm and the ground open up. And on the other side, the, the, the ray from the from the Bible, Holy Bible is impacting and exposing all sorts of archetype people that represent uh, the very people we speak against, uh, the very types of uh, threats, including... Uh, there's a politician on there, and he has like a, a little symbol of a donkey and an elephant and a big dollar sign above it. So mm-hmm. it sort of shows that's really who's running both parties. Mm-hmm. And a burning constitution and a big drink glass in his hand with a, with a flag. And you've got like a New Age Swami floating on a flying rug and uh, a, a New World Order soldier with a uh, bloody sword. And let's see who else we have. We have a we have a, a, an evil uh, uh Clinical doctor with a with a bloody scalpel and uh, uh, a big syringe with you know the cr- skull and crossbones on it. I like the little Rockefeller it. guy in the back with the got top a banker hat and banker yeah, the top yeah, hat and a cigarette cool. holder yeah. holding money up in the like air. The evil, the evil monopoly guy. Yeah, and got a got a, a satanic rock and roller on there, mm-hmm. sort of representing uh, the arts and culture and their influence. Mm-hmm. We even have a a a, a, a teacher that is actually teaching a book in his public school indoctrination about all of the uh, social engineering that's being, being controlled, yeah. uh, and, and even the, a police and all, state. And they're all getting blasted by the ray from the From, from the, the Bible. Bible. Yeah. And then behind them all is this big demon figure that has these strings attached to all of them. It's controlling it. It's mm-hmm. like they're like puppets. And it's meant to show the, the demonic spiritual power behind these various entities in society. Uh, just like the Bible tells us, mm-hmm. and it's controlling all these facets of influence of society. And Future Quake is at least one set of folk who are trying to battle them through the power of the Word and the the insight from the Word. So if you can picture that in your mind on a car going down the road with FutureQuake.com mm-hmm. and the shape of things to come on the front with the Future Mobile on the nose of it, and uh, the picture that's now being finished, we had to put a, a copy of that on both sides. But we've got another picture going on the other side that's got, it's, it, it compares to that. I mean, the, the one side talks about the battle we're dealing with now via Future Quake and related shows. On the other side, we've got the final battle. And it shows Jesus coming back in Armageddon in the clouds. It shows a bunch of horses. It's got us in there riding. A lot of our friends and guests on the show are riding behind Jesus. And Jesus is... Got the, the, the flaming sword out of his mouth, wiping out the beasts and false prophet and, and Nephilim and aliens and everybody. Mm-hmm. So Man, that's cool. I just I'm, Oh I forgot I'm the secret my head. the secret society guy. I forgot him on the other side oh, with the yeah. little with the little owl and the other little secret yeah, society yeah, stuff. I remember that. And this holding a skull, you yeah. know. Yeah, he he gets it too. So what what it was meant to do is to symbolize symbolize the um the very things that we talk about on the show in one picture. So we hope to have those pictures maybe available in different forms for people. Maybe we might have some T-shirts or posters or coffee cups or things. The whole goal is <laughs> is to catch people where they yeah. look at it and they think, what in the world is this? What what was this talking about? And just pull them in. Let them study it. Look at the relationships in the picture. I think, you know, I could kind of see that on a pic on a on a on a on a. Uh, a T-shirt like the front could be, yeah. you know, one side and the back could be the other side. You know? Well, I could do that, yeah. yeah. So it's like a three-to-one aspect ratio, so yeah. sort of straight. But we'll, you know, they may be on coffee cups or whatever in the yeah. future. So, but I think it's so neat. I think people are really going to be intrigued when they see what this looks like because in one picture it really tells the whole story of what we're all about. 
Mm-hmm. And, well, it's uh, very interesting that most people typically like research real hard and do all that stuff. You just bought a new car. <laughs> yeah. When it comes to preparing for a, for a for a talk. Well, uh, that was part of it, <laughs> but uh, I thought it was a great forum of like-minded spirits. Yeah. To to uh, go out there and maybe it was going down the street with the people out there are, are searching for something. They're seekers. They're looking. That's and so they when they see that, it's going to get the wheels turning. Mm-hmm. But I want to see associations with the power of God's word that can combat all of those facets of society. There's an answer and there's a power to overcome mm-hmm. the evil present all of them. And that's what that picture is meant to represent. Mm-hmm. You can pretty much understand what we're up to here at Future Quake if you understand that, those pictures. And that's really what it's all about. Yep. And in fact... Um, I think, as I mentioned before, uh, Pastor Chris uh, joined me on the ride. It's just a two-seater, the vehicle. So we we got in the road, and we, we drove 950 miles the first day from Nashville to Amarillo. And then we drove another four hours or so, 250 miles or so, to um, to Roswell, across the desert. But every time we would stop for gas or things like that, people would look out the window, like the people behind the counter and wonder what it is and it was an opportunity for us to share a faith oh, people cool. across from the gas pump you, you got to do something to grab people and i would recommend every one of our listeners go come up with some kind of crazy graphic to put on the side of your car whatever it is you know i was thinking we should get like an inflatable alien and put it in the back of the car so while it um or even even better we could get a bunch of like alien balloons and tie them to the to the to the uh, uh, the hitch of your car. So Are you we, talking to the future mobile? Yeah. So you drive down the road and here's this balloon mm. following you that looks like oh, an. Oh, don't English. be. We don't want to be silly. <laughs> we don't want to be outlandish. Now, but I'm serious <laughs> though. Um, and I tell you what, I'll just mention this. I I sort of dedicate the future mobile to all of those pastors I saw when I was growing up as a kid. Mm-hmm. And I would actually see pastors drive down the street and like little VW Beetles, and they'd have some kind of like platform built around the top of their car. That printed stuff like, you know, the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. Mm-hmm. And they'd have like a big bullhorn or a big, you know, speaker on top. And they'd have like a little uh, microphone and they'd speak through it. And usually real old preachers and go real slow through neighborhoods saying, you know, now is the time of repentance. Repent now before the Lord returns. People would laugh at them and, you know, point at them and do all this other kind of stuff. And, you know, we all just thought they were ridiculous. But you know what? Many, many decades later, I still remember them, and I still remember what they said. Interesting. And I bet you there's probably a few people that have written biographies that were on the fence about the Lord, and probably they've mentioned some of those guys as a turning point to get them to give their life to the Lord. Well, I'll tell you, one of the first people that I encountered uh, like that that just totally hooked me was Gene Mm -hmm. Scott. Yeah, yeah. The man that wore the weird hats. Right after I got saved, you know, I wasn't even telling people I was a Christian. I wasn't even sure really what had happened. I just knew that this incredible power had come into my life. You're right. You know, it's like, whatever that is, I'm, I'm going to follow that. Right. And then here's Gene Scott going, you know, he's like wearing the hat and he's got mm-hmm. the glasses and he's smoking. And, Cigar. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. But, you know, he got your attention. Boy, did he. And the Future Mobile is intended to challenge people to get their attention. And this is something hopefully we'll have some other places. And And I will mention that... You and I are planning another one of these trips in a week and a half. Indeed, man. We're going to Eau Claire, Wisconsin. We're going to see our dear friend, Charles Cooper, mm-hmm. who was on our show earlier this year. Uh, and it's a pre-wrath rapture prophecy conference. 
And so we have, what, an 800-mile drive we're going to go up there? That's cool. And uh, get there in time to register and go walk right in the meeting after 800 miles. So if we haven't strangled each other, this will be the first road trip for you and I, right, together as a team. Uh, Indeed. So I don't know who will man. I guess Pyro will have to man Future Quake Central while we're gone. That's true. Well, we've taught him how to use use the switchboard and everything, so I guess he's okay. So I just want to tell everybody that if you're if you're uh, could get away the 16th through the 18th, and you can come to that to the Pre-Wrath Rapture Prophecy Conference, uh, Doctor Future and Tom Bionic, for the first time ever, will be mm-hmm. available for a remote conference appearance for some remote. So if you viewing. want to be there for now, no remote viewing, <laughs> unless they review us. But if you want to be there for the historic event yeah. of our joint appearance and the future mobile will be there, uh, it would have been infinitely better or easier to fly to Roswell or to, to where we're going, but then we couldn't take the future mobile. Indeed. And we want to spread the good news even when we're on the road, people passing by. So that back to your question about preparing, that was mm-hmm. some of the elements that, of preparation. That's a very unique uh, preparation. And it got a lot of attention. And yeah. the last thing I'll mention is that there was a four-hour panel session that we can talk about uh, mm-hmm. maybe in the next show yeah. uh, that had 50 uh, yes or no maybe questions about issues related to aliens, UFOs, and, and our perception as Christian scholars. Uh, for all of us to answer. And I had to go through all of those and answer them. And then they had a whole bunch of essay questions to answer. So it was like school. So I had to do a lot of prep work for that. and But that was helped us when we had our meeting. And Brother Guy Malone is putting together some great materials to give to people where they can go for answers. Pastors great. can go. Other people they can go look at this information. That's great. And so that's what it was all about. Oh, that's cool. Well, that's not what that's not how most people usually prepare for a conference. You're just... Yeah, I would want to prepare a new car for every single conference. <laughs> yeah, you might have to not far speak too many, at, at too many conferences. But, you know, why not do something unique? Yeah. As long as it's not in your pride and your ego, that's not that's not the point. Yeah. The point is to be creative, to not worry about people think. You know, when you do things like this, it's usually not a thing of pride thing. It's usually being willing to take ridicule because most people will point at you and think, mm-hmm. what are you doing? And, uh, you know, if if any attention you get... It's good as if it opens the door to explain to people your faith. Yeah. And that's that's the whole point. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, as long as you're not sinning in the process, by all means, if you find a way to relate to people, do it. Yeah. Well, um, that is certainly a unique, a, a unique way to prepare for something. And, you know, it's a unique festival and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. What I really want to know about now is what were, you know, we've talked a little bit about who all was there. But I'd really like if you could mm-hmm. brief us a little bit more on who all was there. I mean, this might carry over to next week. I mean, like but, the speakers. Yeah, who yeah. all was there and what did they talk about? Like tomorrow. And, yeah. Yeah, well, I could briefly do that, and then we can get into some of the things they talked about. Maybe it might go into tomorrow. But yeah. the, the first Christian Symposium on Aliens is started at noon Friday, and it continued through the afternoon on Sunday. Uh, first off, uh, our friend Dr. Lynn Marzulli uh, spoke about the UFO phenomena as real, burgeoning, and not going away. Mm-hmm. Uh, followed by... Uh, the great Dr. Michael Heiser, uh, talking about why an extraterrestrial god appeals to today's culture. He's interesting. I wish, like, how come we can't get him to hang out here and be on staff at Future Quake? We'll, we'll bug him some more. Yeah. I don't know if he's educated enough to be able to keep up with you know, us. He may have to get through yeah. through more postdoctoral work. Uh, then we had Dr. William Alnor uh, talking about aliens and demonology, a study throughout history and scripture. Uh, then the following day, and by the way, that night, we all had a big get-together at, at the Out of This World Coffee House. 
<laughs> that is run by a pastor of a very small church. I believe the gentleman's Hispanic background. Mm-hmm. A small church. He came and gave the invocation to oh, our meeting, uh, dedicated our work to our Jesus Christ and for his purposes. Uh, then that evening, it turns out his, his little church actually procured this coffee house as a Christian ministry right on the main drag, virtually across from the UFO Museum. And uh, we met in the back room. Uh, all of us that had been in the conference had pizza and other snacks and uh, mm, talked and shared. Pizza. and oh, It was great. And uh, uh, Brother Chris and then uh, our friend um, Ray, Brother Ray from our mm-hmm. church, also flew out. And uh, he, he drove and met us there. So he was part of our gang from Nashville. And so we had a great time fellowshipping together there. They brought out a cake. The, the Alien Resistance Headquarters uh, Ministry mm-hmm. uh, was having its 10th year anniversary. Really? You know, from having all sorts of ridicule, not, not from the secular world, but from the Christian world. Yeah. All sorts of ridicule, no support, everything run out of their own pocket. Ten years later, they're still going strong, still delivering people through the power of Jesus Christ. So they had a, a little modest cake to celebrate that. And then we went out and watched the UFO festival where they have all these parades and floats and things. And I can remember hearing that Gary Bates uh, look at that and just sort of say, you know, these kids are all being desensitized to all of this stuff. Yeah. They're really sort of seeing positive. In fact, they had cartoon characters like the chipmunks and stuff walking with the aliens and holding their arms around them. And this whole thing was aliens were part of our culture and good and that mm-hmm. kind of thing. So... Well, speaking of desensitizing, uh, me, you, and everybody else, what do you think about bringing Merv in here? We can. Uh, we've got a little bit more time, but we can bring Merv in oh. to, uh, to tell our listeners how they can contact us at FutureQuake. FutureQuake radio broadcasts are archived at www.futurequake.com, suitable for downloading or streaming, as well as other show information. Email Dr. Future and Tom Bionic at drfuture at futurequake.com. That's D-R-F-U-T-U-R-E at futurequake.com. Tell us your name, city, and radio station or Internet, and if we can use your name on air. Comments on the show's topics or guests or suggestions for future show topics or guests are most welcome. Dr. Future and Tom will discuss selected emails each week during the radio broadcast. Okay, we're back from that. Would you like me to do just a quick rundown? I got just a yeah, minute. Me, let, us, let me just tell you the titles. And we'll get into what they yeah. spoke about. Tomorrow. Yeah, we'll do this tomorrow. Uh, Saturday, uh, Joe Jordan talked about unholy communion, the spiritual nature of abduction reports. Wow. Uh, Guy Malone talked about ET's message to humanity, a false gospel. Uh, followed by Pastor Chris Ward, I uh, talked about a ministry to the UFO community, one pastor's story. Followed by Guy and Nicole Malone talking about the Bible, physics, and the abilities of fallen angels. Uh, and then the last speaker that day was Gary Bates, uh, talking about alien intrusion, UFOs, and the evolution connection. And then the conclusion on Sunday was my talk on communication with non-terrestrial beings, biblical and historical warnings, uh, followed by the four-hour First Christian Symposium on Aliens expert panel. Wow. So I had a lot of stuff in there. Yeah. Yeah. Cool people. So tomorrow, if you want, we can sort of wrap up this discussion and talk a little bit in detail about some of the findings this is, and things. This is really, I mean, you know, a lot of times we talk about some heavy stuff and all that, but this is really pleasant. I'm glad we're doing this. Yeah, well, and, and there's be a lot of things I won't remember because I'm still a little sleep-deprived and I don't have the DVDs yet. But I'll recollect some of the impressions that I had first impressions. But people will have to get the DVDs. We'll give you the websites and things like that yeah. afterwards. So we got to go.
Okay. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us. Please come back tomorrow for the wrap-up. We'll talk about some of the findings and events from ancient days. That is very, very important for the kind of ministries we do. Uh, But until then, we hope your future is very bright. Have a good day. Bye-bye. Join us next time as we dare to experience another aftershock of a future quake. Quake, quake, quake. Welcome to the Wednesday edition of the Future Quake Show. I am Dr. Future. And I am Tom, uh, playing host to Dr. Future Bionic. Now that's a nice... That is a nice middle name. No math. I was going to, I was going to, yeah. I, I considered going with making an analogy to a Jacobian change of variable, mm-hmm. but then after, well, after uh, yesterday's uh, verbal I, scourging. I can't imagine how many thousands of hands reached for dials yesterday at the very beginning of the two shows. No, I'll bet you. Or the scan button. No, no, pro- well, probably a thousand hands reached for the dials to like tune it in because it's, wow, we uh-huh. don't ever hear this yeah. on Christian radio. Well, ladies and gentlemen, it's so wonderful to have you here. If you've never been to Future Quake, it is a different experience in Christian talk radio than mm-hmm. anywhere else. And uh, what we're doing this week is uh, we, we have particular guests scheduled. Uh, they had to cancel at the last minute due to some uh, family issues. And um, so it gave an opportunity for me to talk about the my, my attendance in speaking at the Ancient of Days uh, Christian Symposium on Aliens at Roswell, New Mexico which I just returned from in the wee hours of last night. So this is a very impromptu show, series of shows we're doing, mm-hmm. really without virtually no preparation. Uh, just giving basically a, a data dump on what happened with a little bit of perspective from the Ancient of Days conference. And uh, so yeah. there's where we are. Yeah. I think I concluded with reading off the uh, attendees. And yeah. I'm sure you'll recognize those names of Basically, virtually every one of those, almost, yeah. has been a prior guest on our show. Yeah. Well, you gave us the list of names. Why don't you get down, maybe drill down a little bit with each guest and talk a bit a bit more about what the content of their... Talk about what they did? Yeah. Well, let me first just say about the, about the conference itself. Okay. We had about... It fluctuated. I would say between about 80 and 150 attendees mm-hmm. that came to hear the conference. Now... The one thing about the people who have an interest in this is huge, enormous. There's a ton of people that get the DVDs every year. But the people who have money in their pocket, and, you know, you can understand this. The people who have got money to go make a trip like this is a much smaller subset. Uh, so that impacts attendance, but that's still a lot of people uh, for a very specialized area of interest. Uh, but we had a lot of people that came from the generic Roswell community, uh, we had a few people that were staunchly into the new age. And it was very interesting because given all of us there, uh, I can remember Joe Jordan and I were doing some things. We were signing some posters. And this gentleman started talking about his personal experience. And he believed in reincarnation because the aliens told him it was real. And nobody could do- deny him his experience. And Joe Jordan and I were trying to be very polite and friendly while we were doing our task and also telling him, you know, it's about Jesus. It's really about Jesus, mm-hmm. you know, and that, that our experiences can deceive us, but this is what it is in a very polite way. Well, we weren't getting too far, and Gary Bates came over from his table and, and just laid it on the guy and said, look, uh, this is heretical, what you're saying. This is not true. This is not reality. And they were really going at it when I left. Well, it was very interesting. But um, there was another um, young lady who um, – he, she dressed in a more, very much more alternative garb, mm-hmm. and uh, I'll just say this: she, uh, she had some unique ministry needs 
that then they would break your heart if you heard about them. Mm -hmm. She had had some stuff laid on her um, that made her question her own origins and who who she was, her identity, uh, yeah. in a bad spiritual way. Mm -hmm. And it broke my heart at, that she felt she was out of reach of God's redemption. Wow. And uh, um, it was a very unique opportunity to share with her about mm -hmm. uh, that. You know, I, I said, look, if the Holy Spirit's telling you that you're contrite and you want to be right with God, then you're then you're a redeemable creature. Mm -hmm. If 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 you were unredeemable, the Holy Spirit would not have sway in you to give you what the Bible calls the spirit of repentance. Mm -hmm. and, and that's what she had. And uh, Pastor Chris was able to come up too, uh, and we were able to share with her very intently, mm -hmm. and several other people too. People, very, very interesting people. These are people, a lot of them were ones that would never darken the door of the church. But there was tremendous, we had salvations that happened there. Really? People that accepted the Lord. We had all sorts of, we had prayer for healing. We had all sorts of things going on at this meeting. It was given over to the Lord. And everyone there was completely devoted to the Lord's work and the Holy Spirit throughout the audience, regardless of the content of what we talked about. And... Uh, just to contrast to another mainstream prophecy conference I've gone to in the past. There were a no times. trays of silver hors d'oeuvres or silver no, trays of hors d'oeuvres. No, none of that there where we were. But um, the other one I went to, we had all the big name prophecy people, the ones who make big money, selling tons of books, mm -hmm. big institutional support. You know, those guys would just go at it, never have any new ideas, never progress in their understanding of current events and and, and their studies. And heaven forbid they'd ever work together. They would always combat each other, argue with each other in front of everybody, and they were just really concerned with getting back to the book table and pushing their books. Well, it's interesting because as we sort of unveiled last week or maybe two weeks ago, one of those people, uh, one of those prophecy prominent prophecy scholars took a bunch of money from the Moonies. Right, right. Yeah. Well, that may explain things because, you know, having come up in a Baptist tradition where we definitely believed in the work of the Holy Spirit, but maybe you didn't see it as much physically manifest in things. Mm -hmm. And and now in the evolution of my spiritual journey, or it is, uh, I've hopefully trying to be a little more attuned to be able to see the Holy Spirit working on the spot. Mm -hmm. And I could, looking with spiritual eyes, I could very clearly see this ragtag group of people that I was with, that the Holy Spirit took over, and that there were all sorts of fruits of the Spirit happening there, unrelated to the topic. Where I went where all the well-established people were and the big money was, to be honest with you, I didn't see any of it. Yeah, and I'm not saying they weren't faithful to the Lord or what they were doing. Isn't it? Isn't it? Um, isn't it heavy when you see the Holy Spirit work dramatically like that? It is. Just, gosh. Well, and sometimes it can be in modest ways, but I can tell you what—they loved each other. Mm -hmm. These people love each other. I'll give you one case in point. Brother Bill Alnor, who was on our show, is suffering from advanced stage of cancer. Mm -hmm. uh, he's in the middle of chemotherapy and really suffering. He's extremely weak, but. He came there on his own expense, in extreme pain and, and fatigue and suffering, came to talk and had a huge impact. Now, he is definitely the most mainstream of the people who were there, maybe he and Gary Bates. But he came, he, he had a wonderful blessing, very supportive to everybody there, supportive of the other speakers, spoke the truth. But his body was really weak to be able to do it. We went over to Guy Malone's house. You know, these guys, you have to go over to somebody's house. You know, everybody grabs some food and throws it in, you know. Mm -hmm. And and when I'm there with the whole crowd, Russ Dizdar was there. Um, all of these wonderful people, you know, that we know brothers in the Lord. You know, what I see, I see Guy Malone and Pastor Chris Ward break out the anointing oil and anoint Brother Bill with prayer, as the Bible says, for healing. That's killer. 
I don't I don't wow. see that stuff with these other crowds. You know the the the, the big highfalutin evangelical types that you don't see this kind of stuff. They were doing New Testament stuff there, you know. Yeah. yeah. And 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 these guys loved each other. They would grab each other. They would pray. If anybody needed anything, they were there. They would defend each other. They were there covering each other's backs. Mm-hmm. And and that's you know that's what the church is about. You know, what about they no fine facilities? They just loved each other. And that's what they did. You know. And the Lord takes that stuff and uses it, and people people are delivered when people act that way, use that way. That's really awesome. It is awesome. Yeah, it fired me up. You know, me too. That's why it's a big, big blessing. <laughs> but if you if, would you like me to mention about some yeah, of the yeah, give me give me the give me yeah, the give me the spiel. No more time's getting away. Yeah. Uh, Doctor Lynn Marzulli uh, gave a lot of indications. Some of it is covered in his recent book, The Alien Interviews, and some new stuff he's doing um, about. Uh, Trying to tell particularly people who are in our audience who are not familiar with the with the UFO culture how big it is and how many people follow it and that these events are happening and that they're real mm-hmm. and he was just trying to uh, I, I recommend people get these DVDs because because I can't remember all of the incredibly important points that are made in this but he was just really impressing upon people the church has to wake up and and that the spiritual warfare that is represented here the demonic activity masquerading as UFOs was extremely real and that the church had to get involved and you know Lynn Marzilli is another guy who his living was in conventional ministering in a church mm-hmm. and he without going into details he paid a price he and his family very heavy price for standing on what he believed yeah. and what what the lord did and he's another person who sacrificed for being this and I and I respect the man for it mm-hmm. um Dr. Michael Heiser, who I, I just hold in deep veneration. I do all these men, but but Dr. Heiser is very well respected in the academic world. He, if he stayed in conventional stuff, there's no telling how he'd probably be running a seminary one day. Um, yeah. He has that level of skill and uh, intellect. Well, he's he's sort of roundly looked at as sort of the preeminent. Uh, ancient Near Eastern language expert around. That's right. That's right. You know, and that's in, why in the he world heads, And he heads that mm-hmm. uh, work for Logos Bible Software and, and was a professor at University of Wisconsin in the area. Mm-hmm. But he spoke it's a little different. He didn't get into his philosophies of the, the heavenly host, Manai Elohim. He talked about the, the society as a whole, how they are actually looking for an alternative to what we know as the Judeo-Christian God and mm-hmm. that they have carefully constructed a theology. And he goes he goes through very carefully, it's very academic but, but real, each of the attributes we know of God, his omnipresence, his uh, uh, just other attributes we know about, about who God is and how they have been able to build an ET base of, of understanding of extraterrestrials that checks off those boxes for their mm-hmm. needs and that they have done this while the church has slept. And so they have built a a belief system that they feel like is meeting their needs, and they don't need the God of the Bible. And, of course, none of it's built in a house of mirrors, a house of cards. But but they have built this, and and it suddenly hit me. It's not only this E.T. thing, although he he showed in there the statistics about how over half of the American public, many of these are Christians, believe that the... um, that the extraterrestrials are real, they have something to teach us, they come from other places. And he says, many of these people are in your church. And they totally. don't have any place to, to go talk about this stuff. He says, we're losing them. We're losing young people in mass. And he concluded his talk. And, and again, I really recommend people get these DVDs. He concluded his talk by basically saying that the church 
has got to talk about the whole doctrine of the Bible. Sure. The whole Bible, not just a few narrow things you feel comfortable with, but answer all these questions. And basically he's saying address the culture. This is what the culture is interested in. Where are you? Get out there and mix it up with the culture. And and we're going to lose young people in our church if we don't do it. And, and you know, I told him, you know, there at the conference, I said, what you issued is a manifesto. You a manifesto of the church to get real. And... Um, I think he's the man of the hour to do that. And I asked wow. him after this talk if he would come on our show and basically go through this talk. And we would actually have a show focused on how the E.T. religion has been constructed. I'd love to hear it. Anytime yeah. we can get Michael Heiser on here. I think we should invent reasons actually to actually okay. call him up. Okay. Well, he, he is the man. And uh, um, he is a wonderful blessing as well. He's brought his daughter along too. Oh. And then Dr. Bill Alnor came and spoke. Uh, and, you know, his background, he has a very um, well-credentialed background. He worked for the Bible Answer Man for Dr. W- uh, Walter Martin. Mm-hmm. Uh, he tackled some main guys like Hank Hedegraaff that he thought went wrong. He very bravely you know, got sued, did also stood on principle about mm-hmm. what he thought was right. He, he, he actually stood up against some giants. Mm-hmm. And it stood, and, and and on what he believes in the faith. But he is a very, very loving man, very loving, gentle man. Um, he gave over his talk to to the Lord. That the that the uh, and and he recognized the people there that weren't people of faith. Mm-hmm. And and this is the same thing I shared my talk that 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 he was honored to have these other people there, mm-hmm. and he asked their permission to pray that they would you know that this was given over to the Lord, but that they were welcome there to listen and be discerning themselves. Mm-hmm. And he offered a bridge for people. They were oh, just great. discerning there and checking out. But he gave a wonderful talk uh, for, a, for a very, quote, mainstream kind of guy. You know, he wrote the original book on the, the, the Bible's answer to UFOs and aliens. Mm-hmm. And that was the only book on the bookshelf that Guy Malone had. Guy Malone says he had an abduction experience himself. I remember him okay. talking about from uh, Nashville. A lot of that he was stuff. here in Nashville. Yeah. And when he went to try to find answers, he thought, there's nothing, nothing Christian stuff to talk about. What this event is, and the only book he found was Bill Alnor's. I remember him saying that. Yeah, so there wouldn't whole... have been an ancient of days had it not been for Bill Alnor. Yeah. And of course, they thought he was crazy when he wrote that book. You know. Yeah. Uh, well. Joe Jordan came on, and I tell you, you could have heard a pin drop when Joe Jordan. He's very methodical. Gave his testimony about how he got big in the UFO community. Was one of the top people. Mm-hmm. Then started finding this day. Well, first of all, he got into stuff. He started finding out he and his girlfriend who was helping him. Found out that it got really dark and like strong cultural thing. He talked about some on our show, mm-hmm. and how uh, he was led to the Lord. He's led to the Bible. He suddenly realized these things for what they were. The Lord showed him the demonic attribute mm-hmm. of these ETs. Then began a ministry of deliverance for people. Mm-hmm. And he was talking about the evidence and the data. And something he does that's so unique is that for all the skeptics out in the audience, he says, "Do, do, do you question what I'm saying about these people that were delivered?" He says. And he starts naming names out. Come on up. These people are testifying they were delivered through the prior Christ from these events. And the stage starts filling up with all these people. Eyewitnesses. He says, you can't. He says, I've never had one skeptic ever come up and ever challenge one of these witnesses. Never yeah. come up and say, this is not real. You're, you're lying. This is not true. And so the power of testimony and the power of the word. And these people came up and showed how their lives were delivered. I met a woman there who was originally on a, a A&E special about abduction. This is before she ever found the Lord. But they run it every year. But her family were tormented by these abduction events. And the whole family. 
And it was just a horrible experience. And so they just show it on TV all the time. And Joe Jordan found out about it. Uh, but anyway, he, as she contacted him. She experienced deliverance through Christ, was set free. Mm-hmm. And now she's a very active Christian. So I got to know her and meet her, wow. sort of a celebrity. And she's a real black ad in the mainstream UFO community. I'll bet. Because she was one who was delivered from yeah. Um Then uh, Guy Malone talked about the ET's message to humanity, a false gospel. And he went in very carefully, and, and Guy Malone has a very unique personality. He he can really relate to people of all ages. He has a good sense of humor. Mm-hmm. He, he He's quick on his, his feet. And this relates to something else that happened that's very unique, and it was another sign of the Holy Spirit at work. Um, but I'll, I'll mention that in a second. But then Pastor Chris Ward comes. I'm trying to hurry because I know our time's getting away. Mm-hmm. Pastor Chris Ward came in, who was one of the three gentlemen, along with Joe Jordan, another pastor, and, and well, originally Guy Malone, that formed this alien resistance headquarters mm-hmm. and a ministry also, uh, CE4 Ministries, about close encounters of the fourth kind. Mm-hmm. The deliverance ministry through Christ away from this uh, spiritual oppression. Mm-hmm. Uh, and one of the pastors was Pastor Chris Ward. Very unique guy. Vietnam vet. Survived the worst of Vietnam. You could tell it in him because he's very honest. No mm-hmm. facade. No veneer. Yeah, just that who he is. yard stare that they always talk about. Well, I don't know about that, but he's just real. <laughs> just a real person, yeah. you know. And uh, uh, and simple little, you know, group. His his uh, group. I think he said about fifty people. They feed like six thousand people a week, wow. if I recollect correctly. They feed, you know. They do real ministry. He says his services go nine hours long. People come for healing and deliverance. I hate to be regularly. in a worship band, man. Well, you just, like. Yeah, I know. <laughs> like hour three, uh, you know. Where I come from, it would be just as I am, verse 18. <laughs> but um, I'd never seen the man before, but mm-hmm. God has done absolutely amazing things in his life, and it's become wow. commonplace for him. Not that he takes it for granted, but this miraculous things happen around this guy. It's funny, it's, it's funny you mention that. The guy who really mentored me as a young Christian who had, he'd really uh, been part of a deliverance ministry and I remember uh, this this thing happened it was a pretty dramatic healing yeah and I mean he was his his, his he was always set to cynical yeah and I came up to him and I said holy cow I, we prayed for this guy and he got healed or I, I was I was gonna say that and he, yeah. I got to holy cow and he said let me guess he got healed right yeah he said and I said yeah how'd you know that yeah. he's like happens all the time yeah 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 Sorry, go ahead. No, that's fine. Uh, Guy Nicole Malone. uh, Guy Malone has served faithful Lord many years. Mm -hmm. One of the things he's not had for many years was a wife. Mm -hmm. Uh, And as someone who married late in life myself, I could relate to that. Mm -hmm. And after much prayer, the Lord delivered him a wonderful wife. I got to meet her. Mm -hmm. She's involved in the same thing. And uh, they they had a talk together. She's she's written a book on um, describing ancient mythology, who the characters are, how it all relates. It's basically a, a, a textbook, a handbook on who these creatures are that I'd like to have her on our show to talk about That'd as well, cool. too. Yeah. Uh, but the talk that he gave uh, on this, that she prepared and, and he delivered on the Bible, physics and the ability of fallen angels, they went into cutting-edge physics of quantum physics, mm-hmm. uh, antimatter, dark matter, all this stuff, and were able to explain how some of these manifestations and things actually occur. Interesting. It was it was so heavy duty. People heads were spinning. Not it's yours. Kind of thing you, your well, it's pretty close, but uh, it's the kind of thing you have to study on the DVD to fully grasp how they're finding out that that these things aren't fanciful stories in the Bible. That they're that they're real. Um, and then the, concluding was Gary Bates, mm-hmm. uh, who talked about um, 
the UFOs and the whole concept about aliens and how they always bring an evolution message. And the evolution message is anti-God, that things evolved in other planets or evolved mm -hmm. here. And, you know, that affects our politics. It affects how we look at ourselves and God. And that's basically a non-God message. He also has an enormous ministry worldwide, very mainstream ministry. And I appreciate uh, Gary Bates for coming to a, a real funky group like this, different mm -hmm. kind of group, uh, and take time as busy. He normally goes to great big churches, you know. Mm -hmm. But... Uh, uh, he, he came, and now he did speak at one of the main churches, and I think it was a Calvary Chapel of uh, Roswell. He went and spoke at Sunday oh, morning. Cool. He spoke at there, but he speaks of big out, you know, outfits here. But there's one other guy I want to mention, too, that was there, and he was on the panel session on Sunday, and that was Russ Dizdar, yeah. who we've become very close to, and I think God's hand is on. Mm -hmm. And I have to tell you, I developed just a special connection and affinity for Pastor Russ uh, I told him when I first went to his website, and, you know, several guests emailed us saying, you need to get Russ Distar on. Didn't know anything about him till this year. It's yeah. the first time I discovered him. Mm -hmm. When I saw his website, I, I fled in terror. You it's know, when I read stuff, that, it's, yeah. it's the most scariest website I've ever seen in my mm -hmm. life, and it just jumps at you and slaps you on the face. Uh, I mean, major, major spiritual warfare. But, you know, when we had him on the show... The he, gentleman, he, wasn't, he wasn't nearly as he's well provocative as his website. He's yeah. gentle. Very gentle. I mean, the information, yeah. the content is just as provocative, but he has a pastor's heart and spirit mm -hmm. while being a very effective tool of the Lord in spiritual warfare. Mm -hmm. uh, and I enjoyed being with him so much. I enjoyed being with everybody there. Yeah, but really I never had the opportunity to be with yeah. him. And he and Pastor Chris and uh, Brother Ray and the others there, we just enjoyed so much. And uh, wow. he says he'll drop by and see us here in town. That's awesome. So maybe we have him in studio. Yeah, that'd be cool. But... Uh, you know, he just has tremendous effect. So, you know, and I don't want to speak out of turn, but um, he actually had a, a family that came to see him uh, with some spiritual issues. Yeah. They come seek him because the reputation is there that, that he knows how to handle these kind of things. Mm -hmm. But very modestly, he just works to help, you know, to, to, to be a tool to help the Lord set mm -hmm. people free. And that's just their nature, these people. Yeah, I know. You know, it's not like, well, where's the VIP lounge? You know, so where are you going to take me? You know, here rolling up the sleeves. Yeah, he's walking on his jeans, you know, yeah. and sandals or whatever. And some people need. I'm sorry, some people need help. I'm going to go help. And that's what this gang is. That's why it's an honor for me to be around them. Yeah. And then in conclusion, we, uh, I gave my talk, and uh, uh, I was very pleased to find out that a lot of people really liked it because it had a, it was a summary. Mm -hmm. It was a summary of all the different interactions with these spirit entities in in the world. And what Guy Malone thought was that it really it puts the ET part in its proper place. That it is a subset of, of demonic, a dark uh, entity interaction with mankind to mm -hmm. fool them, to see them. The, the message was the same from the mm -hmm. time of the garden up to now, but they just have different manifestations. And from what I've been told, he's going to put my talk at the beginning, I guess because it's one that sort of sets Very the right framework, which is, which is a yeah. real honor to me. Uh, yeah, but they just cool. made me really feel so welcome again. I was just sort of the new kid on the block. And... Uh, but then they had a four-hour session, a four-hour panel session, where we went over all of these deep questions about what we believed, what entities were, could there be ETs on other planets, uh, what is their true nature, can we know for sure what it is. Mm -hmm. I mean, really hard questions. And I, frankly, there was a lot of agreement, but there was some disagreement. Mm -hmm. Some people didn't make understand the question quite the same way. Of course, Dr. Mike Kaiser is always a stickler. He would abstain if he thought it was a poorly worded question. You know, sort of like you would have on a like a like academic a, council, yeah. you know, yeah. or a committee. Uh, that was sort of their way, you know, like, well, this is not the right way to phrase, so I'm just not going to say, you know. 
But, you know, that's the personality of different people yeah. there. But um, we had some disagreements, but a lot of times we were shaking our heads in agreement with new information that everybody would check. Mm-hmm. But, but the thing I want to make people understand is that all of this is on a DVD set. And if you go to ChristianSymposium.com, ChristianSymposium.com, we'll have the link at our website. You can go get these DVDs, and it'll be the, the best thing you ever got. Believe me, nobody is making... Well, any money at all. I don't. I don't think Gamalone keeps anything in his pocket. I thought that even covers expenses. I was going to say I thought those DVDs he did for a gift offering. Well, yeah, it's it's like donations yeah. is what he takes. And uh, please be generous in it because this man is just taking incredible amounts of time. I got one of the coolest posters. I don't know if these posters are for sale, but I got a poster about the event, and I can't wait to put frame it and put it up. It's absolutely beautiful, mm-hmm. and it's all these unique people are in one place together. Uh, doing this unique work and it's to me it's historic it doesn't matter how many people are there it's a historic event and the legacy will go on people will see these things and people are going to be delivered into power of christ if anything their their understanding of what's going on is going to happen at just at the right time and you can go if you go to ancientofdays.net i believe that link is still active mm-hmm. he has a he has a bunch of ones if you, if you look up guy malone mm-hmm. uh, g-u-i-m-a-l-o-n-e or alien resistance headquarters uh, you can find a bunch of links that relate to this. But if you go to ChristianSymposium.com, there should be a portal to get to, to any of this. But mm-hmm. I just can't recommend more strongly to get the DVDs. Uh, you will learn so much. And I would get even the other years. Yeah. Uh, 2005 were incredible for me, too. And I, I, I'd like to get the other years as well. Yeah. That's, that was, I remember seeing 2005 and thinking, wow. Yeah. That's, uh, that's some heavy stuff right there. This is a special time to live. I think the Lord has blessed us to live to see... You know, I think they're like the wise men before the Lord's first advent, these other people. I think the Lord has sent these people back again. You know, and then you add people like Tom Horn and and a bunch of other people in our Mm -hmm. circle well, uh, Chris Pinto, other folks are all doing a piece of it. And it's just like a sort of a golden age. It's funny you mention that because I was out, you know, doing my normal normal work stuff today. Mm And uh, the song called Where the First Words Are, These Are the Days of Elijah. And Mm -hmm. for some reason I just went, Wow. I gotta hear that again. Wow. And I rewound it, rewound it, and kept rewinding it and rewinding it and rewinding huh. it. And then one of the people that I look after came and said, "What are you doing?" Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I just gotta hear this. Yeah. Well, if it is days of Elijah, I'd recommend everybody fill their bathtubs because we might have, you know, three and a half years of no rain. Uh, might be time for the Berkey water filter. That's right. <laughs> anyway, well, I think we're about at the end of the time. You yeah, we've we to bring Merv in. Let's get Merv in here. Merv, would you come in and tell our listeners how they can contact us about this show or anything else here at Future Quake? Future Quake radio broadcasts are archived at www.futurequake.com, suitable for downloading or streaming, as well as other show information. Email Dr. Future and Tom Bionic at drfuture at futurequake.com. That's D-R-F-U-T-U-R-E at futurequake.com. Tell us your name, city, and radio station or internet, and if we can use your name on air. Comments on the show's topics or guests or suggestions for future show topics or guests are most welcome. Dr. Future and Tom will discuss selected emails each week during the radio broadcast. Okay, that's the that's last it, 30 seconds gosh. or so. Yeah. Anything else we need to ask about? or? Well, gosh, there's so many more things I want to know about, but, um, you know, we're at the end of the Leave it for another time? Yeah. Well, maybe. Bring I mean, it up anytime. Yeah. I tell you what, if we're going to do a new segment tomorrow, we're going to do a bonus new segment tomorrow, right? Yeah. 
feel, if you want to ask something, just ask it. You know, we always get distracted anyway. Um, you left the door open. I was hoping you'd do that. I'm totally yeah. going to ask at least one question. We'll get distracted anyway, so what, no better way to do it than that. Mm-hmm. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening. Uh, I felt like I at least owe you a report back of uh, the trip. Uh, please get the DVDs. Support Gal Malone and these other ministers. But until tomorrow, when we do an extra bonus, tomorrow's trimmers, we hope your future is very bright. Have a good day. Bye. Join us next time as we dare to experience another aftershock of a future quake. quake, quake, quake. Welcome to the Future Quake Show. I am Dr. Future. And I am Tom, ready to... Ready to uh kick over a rock and shine some flashlights on some things that need to be said, which is what we always do in, uh, you know, like Revelation 18, Bionic. You know, I think that's the first time that uh, you know has actually been part of the middle name. Uh, And Revelation 18. (laughs) (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, it's great to be with you here today. Uh, It's our Thursday show. Normally, we would be uh, concluding... Our last segment of our guest with a normal guest we'd have, but this week we had an abnormal guest because we had a, uh, a family issue come up with our planned guest at the last second, and so we did an impromptu uh, review or debriefing uh, from my attendance and speaking at the 2009 Ancient of Days Christian Conference on Aliens at Roswell, New Mexico, and which we com- generally concluded yesterday. And so, what does that make this Thursday? I have no idea. It's called Tomorrow's Tremors or Today's Review of the Future's News. Oh, but we do that on Friday. We do that, too. This is a special edition. No, no. It, well, okay, now it's a special edition. Special edition. i gotta be. I got to be part of the special edition now, too? You're part of, the, part of the special edition. So, oh, and I want to be part of your middle name. All right. So, we're going to get a chance. Haven't you been saying that there's been so many stories and we only get through a couple of them every yeah, week? Yeah, I feel like I got... Well, we chucked Stacking all the up. old ones, but it was a stack of like, literally like 200 pages. Like earth-shattering my, stuff. Yeah, my side of the desk. That we just couldn't get to because yeah. of time and the fact that we fritter away our time and, yeah. you know, chase rabbit trails. Speaking of that, you had some other things you want to mention about the Ancient of Days conference. Oh, we sort of wrapped up. It's, you know, I just love it when I see, you know, God on a tear doing stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but one of the You're things... You're like me. It really, it moves you in oh, your heart, doesn't man. it? man. Yeah. I tell you. Particularly amongst humble people when you just see... You know, people doing their thing. You know, I'll I'll brag on somebody here, but you know, uh, in my uh, the place where I work, you know, you get to see people really changed by the Lord. Right. And uh, one of them got saved recently, and like everything about him is different. Really. It's, it's they walk different, they talk different, everything they say is different. Uh, they smile all the time. It's 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 like almost mm-hmm. looking at a different person. And that. Reenergizes your faith to see that, doesn't I'm it? I'm fired up. It reminds you again, that's what the Lord does. Yeah. He makes new people. Mm-hmm. And hopefully he can make us new creatures every day when we wake up out of bed. Well, uh, Rather than just being I, cranky. Yeah, I know. I, I'm looking very old these days from spending all the time out in the sun, so I need to be a new creation. Yeah. Well, uh, the Lord is using you where you are. Yeah, that's true. Including right behind this microphone, too. You're right. Well, one of the things I did want to ask you about uh, yeah. before we get into the news was... Um, you know, all of this stuff about the aliens and, you know, like you said, you know, there was kind of the throwdown. Like, look, we need to be talking about this. We need to to, mm-hmm. to tell people about this. What can we do as people, uh, both, you know, both as Future Quake and 
just the uh, the you know listeners, all of us listeners. Other. What can we do to be more effective in this? You know, it's funny because you know we always ask that question on Future Quick, and I, I find a lot of shows mm-hmm. they'll get people pontificating, either just the, the host or they'll have a guest maybe, mm-hmm. but they don't get around. What do we do with it? The information, mm-hmm. and that's what it means. It doesn't do any good to be informed if you don't do something with it, right? Unless we generally try to push that here on our show, mm-hmm. and so. That's how I'm interpreting what you're saying. For us on Future Quake, having these people on on a on a show on a mainstream Christian talk station, the main one in a main area of Christian leadership in Nashville, you know, we've got the Southern Baptist Convention leadership listening to this station. Hopefully, we catch them. You know, some on our show. Yeah. Uh, we've got people from Lifeway Bookstores, a bunch of universities. Mm-hmm. We're on a drive time slot. Uh, I think this is of God. And the BNO was being a blessing to us and the listeners by providing this opportunity to, so. to have these issues even brought up that they'll mm-hmm. never hear anywhere else on mainstream Christian radio. Um, so first of all, the Lord has provided a forum that we need to take advantage of. Now, obviously, that's not the only topic we should be talking about on Future Quake, mm-hmm. but we should be brave enough not to shy away from any of them. And this is one that's a big one because nobody's talking about it. But the culture is interested in it. So I think we need to keep having these guests on when there's something in the news, like we had Larry Clayman on last week. Uh, that was a big thing for a conservative think tank group to get involved in this issue. Uh, we need to stay on top of it. Christians don't need to be lagging behind people no, and in, yet, in what's going on, be reactive. We need to be proactive. And yet it seems like we're at least 20 years behind what's going on in the then and now based on what you yeah. hear like people talking about in the pulpit. So so other than doing what we're doing, of continuing to have this message put front and center on the show, I guess we need to find new ways to get people to listen to our show. Mm-hmm. And so we're open to ideas from listeners. My problem is, since I do work, uh, you know, at least part-time a significant amount, uh, beside this and other duties I have apart from the show, mm-hmm. just keeping up with research every week. Or some mm-hmm. of the, I mean, the people we have on are challenging people. It's hard to keep up with their breakthroughs, you know, yeah. and there's somebody okay. new every week. And so I'm barely hanging on right now, but I'd like our listeners to try to come up with some ideas. The World of Prophecy people, for example, uh, we've got Brother Pete there, Pastor Pete, yeah. who, you know, is giving out DVDs of our show to people. That's cool. Man, that's that's great. Just well, give out those DVDs. Well, gosh, and I want to I wanna plug uh, uh, Chris White's website. Okay. It's called, uh, uh, this doesn't have necessarily to do with the alien gospel, but he's got just the flat out the gospel mm-hmm. uh it's called dvdtracks.com or dvdtracked rather no s yeah. .com uh you can go there and download uh several different movies that he's made that are really interesting uh and give give the um you know give the gospel mm-hmm. in you know a dvd sort of a documentary style you can go there download them for free and uh if you've got a dvd burner burn mm-hmm. them and then you can uh uh, all you need to do is go buy a, a Rima CDs and hand them out to people if you wow. feel. CDs are cheap. You can do you it can for make like lots 30 of them. cents a DVD. People can pop it in while they're commuting. So you can give somebody and they say, well, I'm too busy. Well, you're not too busy to listen to those dummies on the radio. I'm not talking about us. Mm-hmm. But, you know, this other kind of chewing gum for the mind when you're in the car. Mm-hmm. What about pop in one of these? Just ask somebody, friend. Hey, what you just listen to when you're riding to work? Mm-hmm. You know, try it out and see what you think. Um, you know, if our shows, if you find some that are worthy of that, Please do that, yeah. ladies and gentlemen. The Future Mobile is another weird thing that hopefully mm-hmm. it will just, it's like our show, shock people, take them aback a little yeah. bit, make them want to look forward and study it, mm-hmm. you know, look for the relationships that are going on there. And maybe that's just another way people who aren't turning on the radio dial, it at least gets them to the website, gets them looking at things. 
Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I feel very mortal. I feel very limited in beyond what I'm doing right now. You should get Red Bulls. Drink more of those. Red Bulls. <laughs> okay. Well, all of our listeners, whatever you can do, if you can follow the example of Pastor Pete and the other people at World of Prophecy, mm-hmm. where they're trying to get the word out. We have some other friends we know who are doing that as well, too, mm-hmm. getting the word out. Um, we, we need to... We just need to stay aggressive and don't uh, don't uh, get tired or get discouraged. Don't wimp Keep out. Keep going. That's, yeah. Don't wimp out. That's yeah. right. That's the biblical word. Yeah. Wimp. I was looking for. Yeah. yeah. Resh, resh, hay, resh. Mm-hmm. And study. And by the way, study this stuff up enough yourself. Oh, yeah. So well, when people, people are asking a lot of questions, questions so you... hang out with a group of people. When they talk about stuff, you can dive in with the info. Yeah. Dive in there and look informed. And mm-hmm. you can speak with confidence. And I don't mean arrogance, but speak with confidence on something. And mm-hmm. I tell you, it gets people's attention, doesn't it? Even other yeah. Christian people. Yeah. When they when they have these weird things they see on TV and don't know, and you're informed because you've studied the guests we have on Future Quake, and you have a ready answer, the Lord provides a door for you to do a lot of things that hopefully can lead to spiritual mm-hmm. direction you can take people. Yeah. 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 Killer, man. Uh, well, I'm glad, you, I'm glad I asked that, and I'm glad you yeah. said that. Yeah, um, I forgot to just. We need to get to the news here. Yeah. I forgot to mention that um, we met a whole bunch of friends that are regular Future Quick listeners. Oh, and it awesome. was such a rush. Even you know, like I said, our, the audience fluctuated from about you eighty to one hundred and fifty. I figured you were taller. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I didn't realize you were that handsome. Uh, but you know, the audience was from about eighty to one hundred and fifty. Yeah. But there was a number of people who came up, and they were the nicest people in the world. They came up and said. Hey, are you are you Doctor Future? People of every age range, some wow. seniors, some much younger people, and they all were were regular, you know, in the restaurant. I had some people come up and said, uh, "You you Doctor Future from Future Quake? I'm a no listener to your show." Yeah, in a restaurant. Wow. And um, their friends all listened, and so that was a real rush, you know. That's cool. Uh, you know, That's rush cool. with greatness. Yeah. But uh, I just thank all of them. And in fact, uh, uh, one couple had. Uh, Called up their friend Matt, who's a regular listener here, an emailer, mm-hmm. and put me on the phone so oh, they could prove I was there in the cool. flesh. So that was a neat experience. That is really cool, man. You know, you, people listen to regular radio. It's like, so what? What's the big deal? Well, lowly guys like us, you know, doing this kind of thing. It's amazing yeah. what God does. It's funny. It's to funny meet how people we like on the other side of the country. You know, I mean, listen. we do have we do have the expanse of Future Quake Compound and the Future Quake Mobile, huge rotunda here. Yeah, yeah, visitor center. Yeah, and all that stuff. But I mean, it's really. It's really the it's really the guests and the the people yeah. that we get to meet and the listeners, especially oh, well. the listeners. You know, listeners are the most intelligent audience. Yeah. based on the emails I get, I know anybody I've ever seen. I'm lucky I get to even sort of hang out in the same room with y'all. Mm-hmm. You know, if we could guess like future Quake listeners, if those are all the people, regular TV would just go defunct. Defunct. Yeah, because like I just couldn't. They George wouldn't have an Clinton, audience. You're out. They just wouldn't <laughs> have an audience. You know, not that kind. James of Brown. Hey, won't you read us a story? Well, one of the things we've been we've been talking about here is this rather lengthy article about uh, some young moon, Sung Young Moon, no, mm-hmm. no, of the Moonies fame. Of the Moonies, yeah. I guess if you say his name, some young moon, he's just like. Now you're not going to say anything negative about him, are you? We might lose our Moonies audience. Uh, nothing about him, but okay. uh, but probably a lot of very interesting things about. Uh, people like Hal Lindsey and James D. Kennedy. Well, tell us some stuff. Okay. Well, we had talked a little bit last week uh, and we had, uh, about uh, how the moon had sponsored uh, the CNP. We talked a little bit about that, mm-hmm. you know, the, the Council yeah. of National Policy and everything, yeah. uh, along with Tim LaHaye's sort of background. Uh, one of the things they were also involved with uh, 
is the Coalition for Religious Freedom. Uh, that's another past moon organization uh, where, again, Tim LaHaye held a paid position as chairman. Uh, it was formed by LaHaye after Moon was arrested for tax evasion. Jerry Falwell, Jimmy Swaggart, James Robison, James Kennedy, and Rex Humbard, I don't know Humbard, uh, have all served as executive committee members. Other notables to serve in Moon's CRF include Hal Lindsey, Paul Crouch, Dr. Dr. D. James Kennedy, and Don Wildman. CRF President Don Sills admits that CRF receives no less than 500000 from moon sources. In 1984, despite forces in government opposing the move, Moon was jailed for tax evasion, uh, sentenced to 18 months in prison, and fined $25,000. In a CRF-sponsored rally, Tim LaHaye asked that people go to jail with Moon in protest. Okay. Like, it wasn't... Uh, to me... Now, moon is the guy who says he's the Messiah, right? Yes. Yeah. Now, to me, to me, I wouldn't have a problem with any of these religious leaders belonging to the organization because the stated goal is religious freedom. As long as they made explicit, they said, look, I believe that... I'm not endorsing your religion, yeah. but we all have a common interest yeah. in freedom for a fellow citizens. Mm -hmm. I think the Moonies I was are, going to say the, the same thing. Yeah, I think yeah. the Moonies are the Antichrist, but I'll hold hands with them because... They still they, have a right, a civil a right. right to talk. Yeah, yeah. right. Um, but that has obviously been obliterated when you ask people to go to jail with Moon and protest. Mm -hmm. You've... you've You've saw you've and that doesn't explain the fact, as you mentioned before, that Moon was pursued to get money to save what Liberty University. Liberty, yeah. Uh, the way that that worked is they had like seventy million dollars in debt mm -hmm. uh, in bonds that were unpayable. They couldn't they couldn't meet the premiums or whatever. Right. And uh, what happened is is Moon bought another organization, and that organization bought all of that debt for just a couple of million dollars, just pennies mm -hmm. on the dollar, because I guess the bondholders thought that that was an unpayable debt. Hmm. So uh, they wrote all that debt off and then paid themselves a million dollars for their trouble. Wow. Yeah. Very strange tax thing. Very this this is so detached from what the average Christian person out there lives their life. Mm -hmm. I mean, this this is something... How can you relate to people? It's almost like looking at the... The Vanderbilts and the other, not that extreme, but what I'm, what I mean, you know, the the rationality that's mm -hmm. used, and you know, maybe we should be thankful that the Lord has kept us so tiny, you know, where mm -hmm. we haven't had like massive people coming in. I mean, we've got a good strong audience, don't get me wrong, mm -hmm. but you know what I mean. When you, when you get a huge infrastructure, uh, and you got to keep it going and keep it funded, there's got to be an extreme temptation to cut corners, you know. In, mm -hmm. in your rationale is well, it's such a good institution. You know, the greater good is served by supporting it. So, did you have anything else you want to share on that? Well, uh, the article continues here and gives a gives a list of people who have taken money from some young moon. Okay. Uh, so we already talked about Tim and Beverly LaHaye, and then Paul Crouch was mentioned here just recently. He took money from Moon. Paul Crouch, okay. founder and chairman of Trinity Broadcasting. Uh, Bill Bright from Campus Crusade. Yep, Crusade. Yeah, Campus Crusade for Christ. Robert Schuler. That actually mm -hmm. doesn't surprise me in the least. Uh, Billy Graham. Don't say Billy Graham. We okay. got it. We got a statue downtown for okay. him. Reverend Billy Graham. Okay, but I mean, you know. Yeah. We got a statue. Pat Robertson. Reverend James Kennedy. Reverend James Robison. Mm-hmm. Ralph Reed. Gary Bauer. These guys. Gary Bauer ran for president. Evolved all those conservative causes, conservative mm -hmm. family causes. Ralph Reed was originally part of 
what was it, Moral Majority, or one of these groups like that, that mm-hmm. he got out of it, actually. He still mm-hmm. does conservative stuff. But well, oh, Ralph Reed, uh, yeah. Heritage Foundation. Yeah, okay. Okay, after Gary Bauer is... Uh, well, Dr. James Dobson. All right. Well, and that's, and that now, one he is, took money from Reverend Moon? That's what this article is saying. And that's very okay. interesting, because one of the things that I had... I thought it was too far out of a story to read here on Futurequake, but I read a story about how this guy was alleging that... Uh, um, focus on the family had actually uh, conspired with the um, the Scientologists to help teach Narconon to uh, to a large group of people. What's Narconon? That's their Alcoholics Anonymous taught with Scientologists, or maybe it's Al-Anon. Uh, yeah, Narcon- Al-Anon. I'm familiar with. Yeah, Narconon is their narcotics thing. Okay. Uh, and but I thought I thought wait that's too yeah I know that's pretty extreme. Did you have any references to that? Or yeah, well they gave they gave references? yeah they gave some stuff and they gave uh, some info to look it up. And I called I called L A to because uh, yeah. that's where it was archived. Yeah, you know, this yeah. thing was microfitched. Yeah, there and they said well that'll be like twenty nine ninety five. <laughs> yeah. And I said uh, cool. yeah right. Um, anyway, um, but you know we encourage people to do their own research. Yeah, um, let me just let me just they also go on here and. And, uh, Even list. Phyllis Schlafly was in there. Yeah. From the Eagle Forum and Jay Sekulow. Uh-huh. Now, these are people that actually got money from Reverend Moon. That's what this article alleges. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the American Freedom Foundation, led by Dr. Robert Grant, and also a Mooney organization, in a period of a little over two years, they received nearly $6 million from Moon organizations and enterprises. This group includes Paul Crouch, Rex Humbard, James Robinson, and many more. And, and many more names well-known throughout the evangelical Christian community. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, of course, Concerned Women for America, of America, uh, headed by Beverly LaHaye. Right. Uh, she's, she, too, has been a public speaker for moon functions. Mm. Uh, the Women Federation for World Peace, uh, headed by Beverly LaHaye and a recipient of moon funding. Um, former George Bush Sr., and one-time former CIA director. Mm-hmm, now we right. could we could go hours on the weirdness <laughs> yeah. involved in that man's life. Right. Uh, received an undisclo- undisclosed amount for speaking engagements from this organization, and his fee was uh, was lost. They lost track of lost the track. records. Yeah. Lost track well, now let me make sure against now. Reverend Moon actually will use some conservative front organizations, right? They go through and they set some innocuous name stuff to channel yeah. the money through. Uh-huh. But it's not sent unless there's an agenda. Mm-hmm. And unless it furthers the agenda of this guy who calls himself the Messiah, mm-hmm. unless it does that, there's no reason for them to send money to these groups. Mm-hmm. So do, do you feel like, is, is there strong evidence that you've seen that these people knew ultimately it was connected to Moon? Or was um, it some innocuous group? Well, certainly certainly Tim LaHaye, you know, he's never he's never yeah. said no. In now, fact. many of these guys have stood on the stage with Reverend Moon, right? Yeah, well, Jerry Falwell, and even there was even an article about all of that. All of that fiasco in Christianity today, mm-hmm. defending it. I think, and and my personal opinion is that was just so big and obvious. Right. He's like, you know, diffusing it. Sure. Well, now you had a fair point uh, in that if you're just trying to defend a fellow citizen that has a common cause of, of freedom of speech, mm-hmm. you know, I would go defend people who I disagreed with. But you know, if they had a constitutional mm-hmm. right, but but this goes to the point of they're clinging to this particular guy because he's got money. Mm-hmm. And because he's got money to keep the whole system running, mm-hmm. the, the 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 potential for compromise is obviously there. What mm-hmm. what we see, 
Okay. Anything else? Well, gosh, here's they they make a little aside here or something I don't I didn't know about, uh, but uh, I feel like I might as well just now these things we recommend our listeners to do their own research. I'm not saying we don't want to say anything to people. I didn't do this research. I just found this this article and I'm relating it to our listeners. Have you been able to do any kind of verification of it? uh, Third party stuff. Well, well, sure. The uh, the Jerry Falwell stuff is very obvious. Yeah. You know, he admitted to it all basically. Mm -hmm. Uh, The Tim LaHaye stuff. uh, He has never said. He's been approached by def- several people yeah. about all these connections, and he said yeah. no. Yeah, I believe well, well, he's never said yeah. no. I believe Constance Cumby, who's well known in Christian circles mm-hmm. and study New Age stuff, her accusations are very, very similar to this if they don't overlap. Yeah. And by the way, she called me. We had sort of a fluke thing. She called me while I was in Roswell. Oh no! Phone kidding. rang and it was her. Mm-hmm. We talked for a while, and I asked her about coming on my show, and she on our show. Mm-hmm. She wants me to come on her show. Oh, far out. So we've got some, some cool stuff going on. Wow. She will set the record straight on some of this. Dude, I want to hear what she has to say about that because, well, I mean, yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, there is one thing here that I wanted to point out. Um, interesting. Pat Robertson in the early 80s, as uh, Oliver North was trading guns and ammo and who knows what else in Nicaragua, was coordinating efforts to use Operation Blessing to help supply goods to the Contras. Allegedly, these goods included hard cash and gasoline for Contra vehicles. Okay. Uh, now, let, let, let me give another caveat here, okay? Mm-hmm. Play devil's advocate. I think this information is important if yeah. it's real. It should be very important in the body of Christ. Yeah. Um, I don't know the motives of the people who wrote this or if they're putting two and two together and reading between the lines. Mm-hmm. But this is provocative enough that people need to do their own research mm-hmm. seriously to find mm-hmm. out if this is true. Because a lot, I don't know how many of our listeners, but a lot of the whole Christian community is writing a lot of checks themselves to these people. Well, here's one that's very easy to check. Uh, There was a pro-Bush inaugural luncheon held in Washington, D.C. It was sponsored by the Washington Times Foundation, which is is owned by the Moonies, I Mm -hmm, believe. Right. Uh, The Washington Times Foundation, another obviously Moon-founded group. Uh, Among the attendees were Paul Crouch, Robert Schuller. Kenneth Copeland, Jerry Falwell, Don Argue, I don't know him. Uh, oh, he's the past president of the National Association of Evangelicals. Pat Boone and Billy McCormick. Um, and that's, you can look that right up. Hmm. That shouldn't, that's not secret. Wow. So, and this article goes on and on and on. I'm only a third of the way through this guy, sort of naming names. You know, that, that's, that's. It should be very disturbing. You think? I mean, in, 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 oh, think? I, I hate I hate to criticize other brothers and sisters of the Lord when they're working for Christ. I uh, wouldn't want it to that myself, and I don't want the enemy. I don't want the adversary to get any glory mm-hmm. in anything. But the Bible says in the last days that basically this kind of activity we're going to see. We're going to find wheat and tares. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to find seductive spirits. Uh seducing spirits and things like this going and uh, it calls for holy living and who we associate with is very important now there are some people who who will stand near just like jesus ate with sinners and tax collectors Mm -hmm. they will go be in the presence of other people in a redemptive cause Mm -hmm. we never heaven forbid we find ourselves in a way that we will criticize people when they're with the goal of trying to redeem these people There's there's a difference between going to a bar and ministering to people and buying a keg of beer and bringing them into your church. You know what I mean? Well, I was thinking about the classic bar scenario myself, because that's one I always heard in church, about yeah. when you go to minister to people, 
you know, there's a right way and wrong way. And don't don't try to partake in the sins of the world and say, well, I'm just there to minister to them. Yeah. Unless you're really targeted and prayed up and mature believer to do these things. Mm-hmm. And, and and that's why, you know, some people who are pretty famous out there doing stuff, I'm afraid to, like like Rick Warren, for example. Uh, there's a lot of stuff that really concerns me about yeah. what he's doing. But I want to make sure it's not sour grapes, like there's a resentment because he's having success and he's willing to take risk and do some things to minister to people. Yeah. I want to be very careful that I don't slip into just a jealousy thing. Of anything he does, well, it must be wrong. Yeah. Um, well, he just got an interfaith thing started with Muslims just a couple of days ago mm-hmm. I read about. Mm-hmm. That's very well, and I would just want to be discerning and see yeah. what's he what's he doing. Well, I heard he's got a big sign that says "Welcome Ashur." Ashur? <laughs> now no, you're kidding on that. That's totally a joke. Kidding. That's a totally joke. Totally kidding, folks. Okay. Well, the good thing about that is that reference is so obscure, most people won't even get it. That's true. Most people won't get it, yeah. and that's sort of sad. But our, our futurians would, would, I'm sure, would get yeah. that. But um, hopefully. We can be responsible and look at this information. We don't want to speak out of turn with people. Yeah. Well, but it, you, you got to, you know, you got to be aware of what's going on. Yeah. Well, it's 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 weird, you know. The article mentions here that the head of Operation Blessing, uh, and this is easily this is an easily check outable thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, the head of Operation Blessing, which is supposedly, uh, you know, given hard cash and gasoline to the Contras, uh, was a guy named was a captain named Robert Warren. Now. Uh, this person, he was uh, a, he was also the head of a group called Operation Phoenix in Vietnam. Yeah, okay. You remember Operation Phoenix? Is that the camps where they just interred people and tortured them and stuff? Uh, that was one of their things. Uh, mainly their thing was uh, an assassinate, clandestine assassination group that operated sort of with free reign in Vietnam. Okay. And uh, uh, also associated with this group was Oliver North. Right. Interestingly, I don't. I don't like just making associations. Right. You know, right. 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 But, like six degrees of separation. Yeah. But Robert yeah. Warren, uh, according to this article, Robert Warren definitely ran Operation Phoenix and also for and also ran Operation Blessing, Pat Robertson's gig. <laughs> yeah. Is that weird? Well, you know, somebody could be delivered if they repented of things, or maybe they rationalized and said, "Look, I did, you know, the mission my country gave me." Mm-hmm. That kind of thing, but you know when you when you take the totality of what you shared and then you look at things like uh, uh, we've well, we talked about the fellowship, the no, no, but we talked about yeah. the fellowship. Yeah. You talk about the national prayer breakfast, some of the strange things going on there mm-hmm. with leaders, and e- even if you try to take out the cynicism of some of the journalists who report on it, mm-hmm. there's just something strange. But particularly when you get at the very very top, when you got scenarios where people have a lot of access, power, and money, even in evangelical circles. Things get seems like a little strange. Mm-hmm. So, I know we're coming at the end of the rope here, so I guess we need to bring our top level person, Merv, to come tell you how to contact us here at Future Quake. Future Quake radio broadcasts are archived at www.futurequake.com, suitable for downloading or streaming, as well as other show information. Email Dr. Future and Tom Bionic at drfuture at futurequake.com. That's D-R-F-U-T-U-R-E at futurequake.com. Tell us your name, city, and radio station or internet, and if we can use your name on air. Comments on the show's topics or guests or suggestions for future show topics or guests are most welcome. Dr. Future and Tom will discuss selected emails each week during the radio broadcast. Okay. I'm glad you didn't make him a Mooney. <laughs> yeah, I didn't <laughs> make him a Mooney. 
Although he looks like the moon on the side of the future mobile. You know, he kind of He's up there in the air, blowing his head, you know. we get some of that up. Yeah, we'll get that up at futurequake.com. Yeah. Uh, we got to go. All right, let's get out of here. Come back tomorrow for our regular Tomorrow's Trimmers. Uh, we'll get back to regular thing. This is sort of an odd kind of show this time, but we're mm-hmm. odd kind of people. So uh, we hope you enjoyed it. Until then, we hope your future is always bright. Have a good day. Sayonara. Join us next time as we dare to experience another aftershock of a future quake. quake, quake, quake. Welcome to the Future Quake Show. I'm Dr. Future. And I am Tom. Had too much bad food today, feeling a little bloated. So uh, you might want to back up from the radio speakers a little bit, Bionic. And this is Dr. Too Much Information from You, Bionic. Welcome, folks. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to Future Quake. Uh, Not feeling too good? Oh, just a little bit, like, overly full. I always forget. I always forget... uh, um, to like not overeat when we do the show. Uh-huh. I just I'm always sort of in a little bit of a hurry and I just grab something and um uh it's just, you know, yeah. Uh, I understand. Yeah. We're always in a hurry. Yes. Even hurry to do these shows. It's amazing that we even make coherent sentences, which I guess is debatable. Yeah, I was going to say, show. have you not been listening to the yeah. last 2 minutes? That's 50% <laughs> of the time. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Friday. Uh those of you who are regular listeners here on the Future Quake show, which oh that means something which I I doubt due to your uh, food-induced stupor, probably you won't know what today is, right? It's uh, tomorrow's tremor or today's future review of tomorrow's news. Yeah, you just purposely messed that up. (laughs) Tomorrow's tremors or today's review of the future's news, and it's wonderful to be with you today. We hope you enjoyed uh, our impromptu show we had this week uh, where I gave a uh, review to Mr. Bionic over here who interviewed me about the Ancient of Days conference. Mm -hmm. And... uh, Hope you all enjoyed it, plus a, a bonus tomorrow's trimmers yesterday. Mm-hmm. And now this is our real official one. This is the one that counts for the record books. Like the two-point. Tomorrow's trimmers. Yeah. There's no asterisk like the Thursday edition. This yeah. is the real one that we're counts. We're not, yeah, with asterisks like with we the, were taking steroids on the last one. With the this latest one is news. natural. The latest news. All natural. We're going to break the record. Okay, I, th- I think we should just jump into the news. I have a short one. What have you got? I got I got a ton of stuff. It always ends up being there's more stuff here than I want to cover. Why don't you do the short one, this and then it. I'll do these two kind of medium-length ones summarized. Okay, here we go. Uh, this this comes from Associated Press from 7-9-2009. Episcopal leader denies individual salvation. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is from Anaheim, California. Episcopal presiding bishop Catherine Jefferts Shorey says it's, quote, heresy to believe that an individual can be saved through a sinner's prayer of repentance. In her opening address to the church's general conference in California, Jefferts Shorey called that quote, the great Western heresy, that we could be saved as individuals, that any of us alone can be in right relationship with God. The presiding bishop said that view is caricatured in some quarters by insisting that salvation depends on reciting a specific verbal formula about Jesus. Uh, According to Shorey, it is heresy to believe that an individual's prayer can achieve a saving relationship with God. That individualistic focus is a form of idolatry for it puts me and my words in a place that only God can occupy. What? That's the leader of the American Episcopal Church, as I understand it. Well, I'm going to, we should have her on to explain all of that nonsense. That 
individual salvations of person that would pray and ask the Lord to save them. Okay, well then who get who gets saved? Who gets saved? Well, maybe she's saying that the church or some committee would decide that. Crazy. Let, let, let me just point out some buzzwords I see in here. Okay. Mm-hmm. She said uh, it's uh, about individuals' prayer can achieve saving relationship. That individualist focused is a form of idolatry. You know what the opposite of individualist is? It's collectivist. Mm-hmm. Okay. There's a oh, political agenda oh. in here. Okay. Yeah. That that it's only it's like communism. It's like only the masses matter, and you're going to need a benevolent elite. He's going to be able to tell you when you've done what's appropriate for salvation. Nice. See, what what threatens the powers that be, whether they're state officials or high-level religious or whatever, because there's not much difference. Individuals who refuse to be dogmatic. They want to be able to say what you say and do. And if an individual can go directly to God, that is a direct threat and affront to them. Oh, totally. It's, uh, um, Peter said, stand up, don't worship me, for I myself Mm -hmm. am also a man. And then 200 years later, you have the Pope. Like on, kneel before me and kiss my ring. Hey, see, this, I decide this Western heresy that we could be saved as individuals. Yeah, okay. That that's not only anti-Bible, uh, what 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 they're trying to claim, but it's it's even anti-our country, and it shows a contempt for America and the belief that the individualism that we get because each of us are made and endowed by our Creator with individual rights. Yeah, they're threatening that. This this has political overtones as well as religious ones. Well, let's get her on. I'm sure she'll jump right on getting yeah, on this. She'll, she'll, uh, She's probably been waiting forever like for the phone like, like some of our guests, or not guests, she'll go, okay, and then look at the website and go, uh, well, how about me, not? Well, let me just say that, uh, well, she might see uh, the Anglican uh, fellow, uh, John Rosner. I'll bet, she, she might I'll bet be they have a him. lot of views in common. Now, you know, this was sent to me, this link. By one of my closest brothers in the Lord that really? I just love, and he has been an Episcopal, and his church was uh, was in the news. It was big time in the news in the U.S. because their church uh, in Kentucky was basically thrown out. The people were thrown out because they wouldn't take a pro-homosexual pastor. Good for them in their church, and so the leader above them. So see, when they control it, it's like a communistic system. They control the facilities and everything. Yeah. They threw all the people out. They lost the facilities. They lost everything. Awesome. They go meet in the movie theater. That's I haven't heard anything better in a long time. And you know what? They grew. The Heck Lord yeah. blessed them. <laughs> of course he did. You know? The Lord doesn't want... It is my opinion that uh, generally churches function not well with this large hierarchy of, of you know, everybody, one person deciding what's going on and mm-hmm. telling everybody else how it is. Uh, my view is that, you know, all of our relationships are... Uh, individual with God, mm-hmm. and we meet together to share uh, sort of a common communal relationship, but in no way, shape, or form are we allowed to tell other people what their particular banner relationship is, because mm-hmm. that's like saying, Mike, you need to be, mm-hmm. you know, uh, you need to be friends with thus and so the same way that I'm friends with thus, mm-hmm. with thus and so, and uh, in that we're both servants and soldiers, and Parts of the body that are all different, right? You know, uh, we're all going to have a little bit different experience with God within this narrowly mm-hmm. confined uh, right. set of parameters. Well, the the Baptists have actually coined a phrase where they call it the priesthood of the believer. They they, they say that the Bible teaches that everyone is individually responsible before God mm-hmm. in their understanding of God's word as they study it mm-hmm. and how they comply to fulfill with it. I high five to them. Now, most of the time they 
follow that adage. Sometimes they don't, but most of the time they do. And, uh, you, you know, I've talked with a couple of people who have been some senior guests on our show uh, that I think are pretty visionary folks. Like I, geriatric? What do you mean? No, 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 not like that. Uh, but I told them that, that my feeling, I have wondered, if, in fact, we have lamented about all the you know, fracturing of different denominations over the church age, and people think it's a black eye that we split up. Some no, I think it's a good thing. And I, I realize, I think now it's a, it's a blessing from God to keep us decentralized. Mm-hmm. And, and some churches out there who have now called themselves independent mm-hmm. that aren't affiliated at all with anything, whether, whether it's a body that has like real authority or not, uh, I'm starting to see the real value in that for the sake of the whole body. Well, yeah. Um, you know, we get so wrapped up in the word church, but really that word is ecclesia in the Greek, which means the called out ones. Mm-hmm. So taking, taking it at face value, calling a building a church is sort of... Well, what if it's really pretty? And has like lots like of a half like, million dollar door, one point five million. Yeah, that's right. It has fancy decorations. Yeah, it's and got stuff nice like decorations. That. They painted it so nice, yeah. and it, man, I just feel so. You know what? I, I just think about when what God told when they want to make a real fancy temple. He said, "Don't." He do says, it. "Why?" He says, "Why? I've got this. I've got this uh, tabernacle out here in the desert." He says, "How could you make anything that rivals the sky overhead or my creation?" Mm-hmm. There you, know? you have it. He, he sort of did it because David was, wanted to, and David was a man after his own heart. Well, and He sort of did it as a... Well, and, and even now, you know, uh, the New Testament tells us we are the temple of God, you know, mm-hmm. with the indwelling spirit, so... Mm-hmm. And we're on a perpetual expansion program over here. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's like the doctor said, you got to watch your stomach, so and I just figured I'll get it out there where I can gotta see it. you got to watch your weight. you got to get out there where you can see it. Yeah, we we might have a, a withdrawal program here. For yeah, I know, long. I know. I'm gonna have to start shooting <laughs> to the Future Quake Studios with my belly in a wheelbarrow. <laughs> Do you have some stories for us? Oh yeah, I thought that one would pick us up. I think they're gonna have something more provocative to say next time that like you know Satan was our creator and we should worship him. Oh, so like the Masons. that's about all that's left. I mean, yeah. that's really all that's left when well, you make the, a statement like that. Well, the the Masons say that. Have you seen that video on YouTube where that guy? Uh, he was doing some street evangelism. It looks kind of like downtown L.A. Yeah. or Burbank where the guy, there's these masons going into the room, and he's got this camera kind of yeah. stuck in this mason's face. And he said, uh, uh, you know, the Jesus is the only way to salvation. And this guy goes, Lucifer is the only way to salvation. He is the holy and goodness and light one. And he said, wait, 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 say that again. And he said, yeah. Lucifer is re- the real yeah. and only true way, and he's right. he's a wonderful, beautiful God of light and all this stuff. He said, dude, I'm totally going to put this on the Internet. Hmm. And he said, you will? Awesome. And so then they had this exchange back and forth. But, um, hmm. you know, here's this mason just flat out I saying, just can't picture a bunch of bricklayers doing that. Yeah, well, how many Oh, masons? you missed a secret society. Yeah, well. Well, do, do you think, I mean, that is so overt. Do you think that could have just been a setup? You know how YouTube is. Well, you see a lot of crazy, stupid stuff. I mean, granted, they teach, you know, Albert Pike and the guys that they sure. venerate in Freemason teach that Lucifer is the light bearer, mm-hmm. you know, where they direct their attention well, to you, the eye. I'll tell you what. If you go into a used bookstore anywhere near, uh, anywhere near a place where they're, you know, like back in the 50s, they got settled by young homeowners that invariably, you know, middle class people especially, yeah. go through the bookstore, you can find uh, uh, the Masons, I can't remember the name of it, but it's like... Doctrines and Dogma or something, mm-hmm. you can usually find it for a buck. What mm-hmm. happens is the people who are these masons... Is that the Albert Pike book? Yeah. Mor- you, you, Morals and Dogma? Um, no, I don't think so. Okay. I, I'll have to I'll have to double check it, but you can go in there and buy Albert it. Albert Pike, look it up. Yeah, you can go in there and buy it for a dollar, mm-hmm. usually, because they have 
you know, the guy passed away. The, yeah. the family doesn't know what to do with it. They sell all these yeah. books at the used bookstore. Um, but you open it up there, and right on page three uh-huh. it says, Jesus is not God. We uh-huh. worship a God named Hero, H-I-R-O. Uh-huh. And uh, we need to, you know. Right. But then le- later, um, Albert Pike talks about Lucifer being the great oh, yeah, light bear. The hypostases of the archons they, or whatever that mm-hmm. is, that document. Yeah. That they look to. Okay, enough of that. You got uh, something to share with us? I do. Um, I've got two stories here that I actually want to. Um, uh, I, I want to. I'm just gonna. This, they're both kind of long, but I just. I'm just gonna go through them here, real. Maybe even three. Just a couple of sentences here. Okay. Uh, a path of a popular medicine from the laboratory uh, to the chemist or doctor survey can involve years of clinical trials on a select group of patients. When the new vaccine for swine flu arrives in Britain. Britain regulars, regulators said this weekend it could be approved for use in just five days. Okay, so it's coming this weekend? Yes. The and it could okay. be approved for use in five days, right? Uh, now, so we've got that going on, right? Um, here we have uh, from the, I think that's the Sing Swa, Sing, uh, it's, the, it's the Chinese National News Network. I always can mispronounce their name. X-I-N-H-U-A. Xinhua. Something like that. Yeah, something like that. Uh, all Britons could be vaccinated against the H1N1 flu as a number of uh, number of confirmed cases in Britain is moving closer toward 110,000 uh, health, 10, health authorities said Sunday. Uh, so what they're saying here is that this uh, the first story is they are um, going to move towards uh, uh, vaccinating everybody. Well, that's actually the second story. Second story says, going to vaccinate everybody. First story says, usually it takes years, but we're going to do this in five days, right. the clinical trials. Right. And then third now, story. Now, the, the swine flu, when they gave it back in the 70s, they rushed it in, had TV commercials. Mm-hmm. you got to take this. Everybody's killing on you to take it. And people started dying from it. Yeah. Well, that brings us to the next thing. This is from Op-Ed News. Baxter Pharmaceutical mixed avian flu with flu vaccine. This is a story that most likely will not see light of day on American mainstream media, but is currently making news in Canada and around the world. And I believe we actually covered this a couple of months ago, right. but I just wanted to bring right. it up. Sure. Baxter, an international pharmaceutical company based in America, has just been caught, caught mixing live avian flu virus with common flu virus in a flu vaccine Baxter International Research Facility in Orthodonau, Austria. I think that's how they say that. Okay. Um, uh, yep, so they shipped this contaminated flu vaccine to other facilities in the Czech Republic, Slovenia, and Germany. The incident was discovered by a technician in a facility in the Czech Republic who injected ferrets with the vaccine as a normal test procedure. All the ferrets died. That's like 80 million, and they shipped out like 80 million vials of this stuff. Now, isn't this similar to the other stories? Didn't we have some stuff that was shipped that had HIV in it that we shipped to Europe? Yeah, yeah. Well, we after ha- we knew it was in there. Yeah. Well, the the way the story Talk goes, not you and me, but the yeah. pharmaceutical. Yeah. <laughs> you and I didn't do it. Yeah. Well, they had this. They had that bare aspirin, and this was covered on uh, Joe Scarborough's news program. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, they had this. They had this uh, uh, bare bare pharmaceuticals. You know, bare aspirin. Mm-hmm. They made these. Uh, they made these uh, uh, doses. Of like 80 million doses of, uh, or maybe 100 million, um, a huge, huge number of aspirin that were contaminated with AIDS. And uh, uh, so the FDA figured it out and said, you can't sell that here. Mm-hmm. And they said, well, we got to turn a profit. Otherwise, we're in trouble. 
And they said, well, sell it somewhere else. They said, well, is it okay with you guys if we sell it in Europe? And the FDA said, yeah, that'd be fine. Hmm. So they they uh, shipped this stuff to uh, um, Europe and Japan and uh, just put it on the store shelves. And the people who uh, had compromised the immune systems mm-hmm. uh, all got AIDS. And that's on the mainstream news. And that now... But it seemed like there was at least like three of these incidents that happened in the last few months. Yeah, there was a there's a uh, well, you know, one of the things is is there's a uh, she's the head she's the head of biochemistry at like Toronto mm-hmm. National University or something like that. She's suing uh, she's suing uh, Baxter, Bear, and a bunch of other companies because she says flat out there is a plot to reduce the world's population by injecting them with uh, tainted vaccines. And it's like and she has some evidence to yeah, support yeah. her claim. So, I mean, I haven't seen the evidence. I'm not a biochemist, yeah. but uh, she's got a Ph.D. And by bringing this to it, I would imagine that she is risking both her Ph.D. and her right, position. Right. You right. Know? So it's not something that you would tend to do flimsily. Sure. So, yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, you know, that your career would be on the line based on what you did, maybe mm-hmm. your life. Yeah. Uh, so, so we've had these cases where where these are happening right now. Mm-hmm. All these safeguards or whatever were there. It's still going, getting people. Mm-hmm. In the case with the stuff in the in the aspirin, it was sent with full knowledge. Yeah, and not just of not just of okay. Bayer, but of the FDA as well. Right. Yeah. And so now you sent. Now you've got um, the the flu the bird flu vaccine going with basically no testing virtually mm-hmm. to be to go into people, and they're going to start pushing here. We know already we've had a case in the 70s, the bird uh, flu, where the government pushed it and people died from it. So if you add all that up, that tells me our listeners might want to seriously contemplate stocking up on food and just saying, no thanks on the government. I just won't expose myself to other people. I'll stay here in the house. Yeah, just how about this? I'll just hang out here in my little apartment for a month and watch Seinfeld reruns or, you know. I mean, I'm being serious. Now, I know. You know. Obviously, I'm not a lawyer. I'm not a, a doctor. Uh, it's just information for our listeners to make their own decision. Yeah. But, you know, the future households, we got to make that decision on that because it, for the welfare of my family, it sure sounds like to me that that could be a death warrant, taking yeah. those vaccines. Yeah, I imagine before, that I, before I uh, take any mandatory vaccine, I'm going to let other people be injected for a little while, see how mm-hmm. they fare. Now, where was this woman at? Who was, where is she from? Um, she's Canadian, I believe. Canadian. Yeah. wonder if we could get her on our show. Oh, that'd be great. Yeah. Uh, there was a very long piece written about the whole thing. She's she's suing, like, everybody. Yeah. She's suing Baxter and Bear. She's suing yeah. a bunch. She's suing President Obama. When she's suing... We weren't listed, were we? No. Okay. Um, well, that's that's something we ought to have... On our show, if we it all, all possible to yeah. get her on, yeah, that'd be for great. the for the yeah. safety of our listeners. Yeah, she's got like a cool name, as I recall, it's like Burgermeister or something. Okay, yeah. all right, mm, burgers. You know, those were the people that they, the villagers always went to with the torches when they wanted to burn Frankenstein's castle. The Burgermeister. The Burgermeister was the name of the guy who would authorize it. Oh, when they would run up there. Wow. But you know, uh, boy, it, I mean, this stuff's really here. I mean, it's really decision time for people. Hear that sound? Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, de- it's decision time. It's decision time. It's on the you know, and some of our listeners might be thinking, well, well boy, if, if I hold up in my house and had, had food, uh, I might lose my job. But if what what we hear comes to pass where this stuff is that deadly, there might be enough people dying that there are going to be all sorts of jobs ready once yeah, the coast is clear. Well, uh, if this is – if you – 
they're saying in Britain that by the end of August, there'll likely be 100,000 cases a week of new cases of swine flu. And wow. so um, that essentially means that it's like spot collapses, you know. Sure. You know, we're talking like. Yeah, you get you essential know, services starting to yeah, get messed yeah. up at that yeah, point. 25% of the people who work for the water district won't show up because they're right. sick or dead. Right. You know, and that's assuming they want to show up at all. Right. You know. You know, I've, I've been trying to contact some people that are about having provisioning and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And I've had a hard time with some of them getting them scheduled or getting a hold of them. Really? I don't know why. Maybe they're just too busy or maybe because we're nobodies. I, I don't know. Swine but flu. Could be that too. <laughs> but uh, this is something I think we need to step up a notch. Uh, let's do it, man. You know, yeah. make make this sort of a big deal. Sure. They're going to make us think like we're some kind of, uh, you know, hippies out living off the land. Yeah. Well, you know? I I know that that's not a um, I know that you're not you're not really big into the whole hippie thing and living off the land and farming and all that. Well, you know, I, it's long enough to sweat. Yeah, well, that's I just what like I, that's to sweat kind of what or get I mean, hot. You know, but other than that, I'd be I'd be good. <laughs> I don't mind having wearing bell bottoms. As long that's as I don't cool. have to go outside or yeah, actually touch a plant. That's right. That's yeah. right. Well, I don't have to be exposed to the outer atmosphere. Yeah, that's the only thing I care about. <laughs> You know, there's going to be swine flu blowing through the air. I, th- I think it's time to get the food, just bring it inside and hole up. Well, gosh, you know, I wonder. In. Now, see, I wonder, myself as a uh, as a pretty healthy individual, I wonder if um, maybe the best thing to do if you're particularly healthy is to expose yourself to it, get it over with. If you do it, don't come around here for a while, okay? Yeah, don't worry. We'll, I'll let we'll you do know. interviews via phone yeah. if you do that. Hey, can I share another story yeah, in our remaining me. time after yeah. we... Fritter away our time here. Uh-huh. Go ahead. Um, this is an update on our guest we had a couple weeks ago. I just found this online about Larry Clayman. This is something, and sort of wondered anything happening, you know, with his approach about the UFO issue. Yeah. Because it's been a UFO summer. Uh, this is from the Herald Tri- International Herald Tribune. Oh, okay. Uh, Clayman says, UFOs and Obama issue. Uh, the failure of several federal agencies to respond to Larry Clayman's Freedom of Information Act request for UFO records within the legally prescribed waiting period, so let's come to a close, mm-hmm. has apparently given the conservative agitator an opening to test President Obama's commitment to transparency. He says, I feel it's a national security issue, says the former Judicial Watch boss, whose lawsuits dogged the Clinton administration during the 90s. The kind of things, frankly, they say about how, you know, lawyers are lying because their lips are moving, the government's been lying even more. In a, wow. in a conference call from Miami, along with Eric Lightman, director of his most recent activist nonprofit called Freedom Watch, Clayman says he doesn't expect to get a full accounting of the cover-up. What he's gunning for is a government admission that UFO data is classified on national security grounds. If successful, that would torpedo the official Air Force policy position that's been in place since the termination of its public UFO studies 40 years ago. You know, I gotta get a hold of him. I got this whole issue going on with the uh, my landlords. You know. Yeah, I'm sure he's got plenty of time. Yeah, yeah. Time to wait on that. Can I I get you to work pro bono or, Mm -hmm. you know, come on. Yeah, (laughs) come on in. I'll give you his number. Okay, he says we're not waiting for them to go through their administrative aspects. Clayman says we're going straight into a court of law because they're in violation, which portends taking depositions from government officials who shouldn't have a problem with this if it isn't a national security issue, as they claim. Should the legal narrative play out as Clayman predicts, he could file for a summary judgment where the court could rule on inconsistencies in sworn testimony without a trial. 
This is generally where these guys get caught fudging or lying on an affidavit, Clayman says. Just which cases Freedom Watch will target is yet to be determined. There's so many big incidents out there, Lightman says. But perhaps more important than choosing a case is choosing a venue for the action. Clayman has a home in Los Angeles and is tempted to fire the opening round in Southern California because it's fantasy land. And with the right amount of publicity, anything can happen. The media loves a good story, Clayman says, a prerequisite for keeping pressure on the judges. Most judges are egocentric, and they don't make a lot of money, and they like to get their names in the news. Moreover, Clayman doesn't see his challenge as a partisan issue because Dems and Republicans are equally culpable for keeping their constituents uh, in the dark, perhaps for mutually beneficial reasons. I think the intent is government never wanted to acknowledge there's another force out there more powerful than itself, Clayman says. And once you take that leap, uh, Lightman adds, and anything's possible. And I wouldn't be surprised if some of the conspiracy theories are based on fact. Uh, at Freedom Watch USA, you can read about their, their class action suit. And he talks about a number of other things that they're doing right now. It says, uh, right now there's no mention of its impending action on UFOs. Lightman says a web page is being updated and the UFO news will appear shortly. He says he's unfazed by the latest volley of UFO nut tomatoes splattering around him. I think the nicest thing that's been said about me actually came from the National Journal. He says they said Larry Clayman is the number one litigator for the public interest. Cool. Well, if he's the number one litigator for the public interest, I got one for him. We're talking about UFO disclosure, <laughs> and you're worried about your landlord. You know... I figured if there was anything to this, what he was doing, that this is where it was going to go. Yeah. I mean, the guy's cagey. Yeah. He knows what buttons to push. I know. He knows how to put fear in people, how to just get under their collar. Be a perfect guy for a property rights case. And <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm hey, not making light of it. If they find out there's that kind of stuff and things go downhill really quick, yeah. that'll probably be the least of your issues. This is true. You know, you'll just be wandering the streets with cities in flames. Yep. Well... I want to be sure to pack hot dogs, because if there's lots of flame, uh-huh. I can make a yeah. little roast. Well, we're now just about to end the show. Any last words before we call Mervin to... Well, uh, gosh, we never did get to the... Um, speaking of UFOs. We never get, did get to the National Religious Broadcasters. Oh, yeah, we did. We never got to the Council of 56 of the Religious Rounds, Roundtable, which was uh, another one of those moon-associated groups. Well, save it. We'll yeah. be talking about next week about that. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm excited about that. Yeah, I had one NSA security running amok to plug leaks about 911. Oh, hey, hit it. You know, they have grown. I, we got to go now, but uh, um, they have an immense security and counterintelligence fo- uh, force, uh, and they are trying. They've set up a special security wing with the sole task of distancing Washington from any involvement in the 911 terrorist attacks, including shutting people up. Wow. So. We'll wonder save that for later. I wonder what they have to say about Admiral Stubblebine. I don't know. Have, but you, I, have you seen that video yet? No, but uh, somebody who needs to speak is Merv. All right. Merv, tell our listeners how they can contact us here at FutureQuake. FutureQuake radio broadcasts are archived at www.futurequake.com, suitable for downloading or streaming, as well as other show information. Email Dr. Future and Tom Bionic at drfuture at futurequake.com. That's D-R-F-U-T-U-R-E at futurequake.com. Tell us your name, city, and radio station or Internet, and if we can use your name on air. Comments on the show's topics or guests or suggestions for future show topics or guests are most welcome. Dr. Future and Tom will discuss selected emails each week during the radio broadcast.
I will get on that with Animal Subobine. Sorry. Okay. Things have been a little busy. You and I got a trip to go on here in a couple of days. Word. Yep, in the future mobile. Oh, fat city. Ladies and gentlemen, it's been wonderful to be with you here. we got to run, but until next week with our next great guest we have, we hope your future is very bright. Have a good day. Bye. Join us next time as we dare to experience another aftershock of a future quake. Quake, quake, quake.